everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pencil Neck Geeks podcast. Um, we are here. This is a very special edition. This is our WrestleMania edition. We will talk about some other stuff per the request of one of our uh, contributors. But this is our special Re- WrestleMania edition. Uh, the reason why is because you do not um, lead into the Super Bowl and talk about some crappy team's offseason plan. You talk about the Super Bowl. And this is the Super Bowl of Wrestling. Um, I am here with Justin Siegel. Hello. And Daryl Patterson, of course. Yo. And we have, for the very first time ever, per my request, and I'll explain why I requested him, um, our friend Matt. And Matt is of Black Tie Review and Weird Corners fame, and he's also... The world's best beagle dad. Oh, so. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's good to be here, guys. Welcome, Matt. Yeah, thanks yes, for having yes. me. So the reason I asked Matt to join us, and we will be having other people uh, periodically as we go along, hopefully. The reason I asked Matt to join us is because every year we go to the castle and we watch WrestleMania. Um, this started, this is what, 10 years now? No, this is the 11th year, okay. believe it or not. It's the it's the Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow of Castlemania. Right? <laughs> Even right, more yeah. surprising is like the longevity of the party is, is that it's actually been open and for And it grows, even years. as WrestleMania like, gets worse. Uh, right. So, um, we always seem to manage every shutdown, like to, to avoid the, the shutdown that inevitably happens to the castle. The yeah. reason I asked Matt is because my first year going to this, and I was invited by Justin, um, and I didn't know a lot of people there. I think you were actually the only person I absolutely knew 100% there. Um, I knew Buttercup, too, just because Buttercup remembered me for whatever reason um, from the cheerleaders. And um, and Matt ended up sitting to my left. And we hit it off. Yeah. Uh, I liked Matt a lot. Matt's a really good guy. He knows his wrestling stuff. He's a lot of fun and a good dude. And every year since that I've managed to make it there, and there's been a couple where I haven't because I was out of the country, literally, but otherwise... Um, it's Justin's always on my right. Matt's always on my left. I don't know why it works out that way, but it does every year. Well, it's tradition so, at this point. It is tradition. Yeah. As, as you point to Justin on your left and Matt on your right. I know. Well, we have it set up wrong. Here you are stuck in the middle with us. We have it set up wrong. But the point being is that um, that's why I wanted Matt here because he is my, uh, air quotes, WrestleMania friend. And uh, I'm glad you can make it. Yeah. So, yeah thank you for thanks. being our first. Um, first things first, let's talk about some not- uh, WrestleMania stuff. Let's start with that. Daryl wanted to talk about something in particular, and he was going to throw something out here. So, by all means, my friend, throw it out. All right. I was uh, pontificating on the uh, possibilities of TV deals for All Elite. Okay. And it just kind of popped into my head, and I thought, wow, what if they struck a 605 Saturday night slot with TBS. I knew you were going to do that. I I knew and, like, and some I, part I, of me knew that you were going <laughs> to do that. So I'm just just curious knee jerk reaction. I don't hate it. I I, I, I don't it, hate it. I think it's cool only because they're they're trying to attract real hardcore fans and real old school hard like hardcore older guys like we're older guys, let's just face it. We're older guys who watched wrestling growing up. And, like, we miss stuff like that, and the current product a lot of us are very disenfranchised with. And to throw back to that sort of thing is kind of a neat twist. So I, I think that would be cool. Um, 
you know, do I think that'll happen? No. 605 is too weird a time. No, totally agreed, <laughs> honestly. Like I said, Does it was TBS good. still do the five after deal no, at all? Because that, that was an 80s thing. Sure, that was a big sure. okay. No. Would Captain Planet still be the leader? <laughs> and Small Small Wonder? Or the, yeah, or, it's or, like or, I never watched a single second of Captain Planet, but yeah. I know every word to that. Do theme you know? Song. Here's the thing this is a neat trivia question. Do you know who was the voice of Captain Planet? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I have no idea. Mark Langston, Major League Baseball pitcher. Oh, really? No, I didn't yeah, know that. Okay, yeah. interesting. And yeah. now you've learned something new. This podcast. At first, whenever that was coming out, I thought you were going to say Mark Lanigan from Screaming Trees and be like, "Really? <laughs> like, I'm Captain Planet." <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark Langston. I I don't know how he got that job, but that was his job. So, anyways, uh, WrestleMania right around the corner. We are doing this right before it. We timed this out purposely for that. Um, as bad as it may have been for the last few years, every year I get very excited for WrestleMania. Um, because it's WrestleMania. I remember being a kid. I remember, I remember watching WrestleMania 1. I remember that in Pittsburgh they had it on closed-circuit television, and it failed. And there were riots. There were, like, small mini-riots inside the theaters where there was Chairs were being thrown yeah, in the Civic Arena. legitimately. Right. And, um, and so they aired it on free TV. And I, I remember my friend from first grade. Was it first grade? Yeah, I was in first grade then. First grade, watching it at his house. In the middle of it, we started wrestling. I accidentally DDT'd him on a concrete floor. <laughs> yeah. Accidentally. No, no, no. I, I mean, well, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and ever since then, you there everything was built towards that. All their storylines. And you go back to the beginning. Like, WrestleMania three was built to that. WrestleMania... Four was the whole tournament thing, and and like WrestleMania four to WrestleMania five is the best example of building WrestleMania to WrestleMania. Right. That whole all of four happened so that five could happen. Um. There's there's all kinds of cool stuff like that. So every year you get excited for it. Um. The biggest thing that has made WrestleMania such a tremendous deal every year is what they basically call your like WrestleMania moments. Right. The things that you recall that didn't happen anywhere else that actually like emotionally moved you to some degree, made you give a shit. Cause it like, here's the reason I, I like wrestling now. It's not because necessarily because of what happens in the ring. Like I love the athleticism. I love the things that happen and everything like that. But like there's a form wrestling's become very, very formulaic. And, and honestly, when you reach a certain age, you know that it's like, you have to have that suspension of disbelief for it. What fascinates me more than anything else is how you get thousands of people live and millions of people watching to care about this fake fight that's happening before them, right? And part of that is creating these moments that draw you in that you recall years later, that you go, that was a thing, right? That was a thing that made me a fan and made me care for a minute. So I'm going to start this. I asked that I could start this one. We're just going to go around the table and... I might just randomly say, you know, what's a WrestleMania moment that mattered to you? My favorite WrestleMania moment is also a moment that I hate for some reasons, but I think it's an amazing moment. My number one favorite WrestleMania moment is WrestleMania 30. Oh, that, that was and, not what I thought. Okay, that is not at all what I thought. It is when okay. Brock Lesnar ends the streak. Absolutely. Because they built that up. The one consistent thing for so many WrestleManias, literally tw over 20 of them, because there were years where the Taker didn't compete, but 20, 20 matches, over 20 matches, where the Undertaker won. And leading into that, the build was so shitty, and nobody thought, like, 
Lesnar needed to be put over there. And everybody, it was a foregone conclusion because The Undertaker had won so many times, so many years in a row. And it happened, and you were sitting next to me, Matt. Yeah. And you're the first person I talked to because it, literally the hand came down the third time and there was no reaction because we were like, wait, did that just fucking happen? Yeah. Is that right. for real? It, it was it was a very silent castle. For the us. whole yeah. And not just that, right. the whole right. fucking arena that it was in went completely silent. There's a classic picture of that dude with the shirt and it's and everybody eyes, knows yeah. what that's from who's a wrestling fan because you're like, that guy encapsulated everybody's emotions at that point because you were like, Oh my God, I had no idea that that was actually going to happen there. And the match sucks. It's a bad match. Undertaker got concussed early, to be fair. And they had good matches later. But that match, it was just, I could not believe that that happened. I could not believe it because you just thought it was never going to end. Or if it did, it certainly, and this is my knock on it, it shouldn't have been Brock Lesnar. Here's why. Brock Lesnar didn't need it. Brock Lesnar is a UFC champion. Brock Lesnar looks like he could kill whole countries. Like, basically, you want to win the war in Iraq, send in Brock Lesnar. He's going to beat everybody, right? Theoretically. So he doesn't need that win. And, and that's why I hate it, because you could have given it to somebody along the line who needed it a lot more, or at that point, who needed it more that would have established them as a star. Everybody knew that Brock Lesnar was a main eventer at that point. I don't know why they gave it to him. I don't care to know. It doesn't matter to me at this point. I just remember the memory of that. That was amazing. I'll never forget an arena at a WrestleMania after a pin is counted. Even the garbage crap matches, people still cheer boo. Nothing happened because people were just so blown away that it actually occurred. I have that as a moment. Not to, just one thing. That is my number five. Okay. So I do have that as a moment. Mm -hmm. Well, tell, me, tell me your number. No, tell me okay. your number. Uh, my, my number one moment was WrestleMania 20. The end of WrestleMania yep. 20. That's my number two. Benoit and Eddie embracing. Because it, it was for the first time, I can actually say that in watching wrestling that I, I got emotional. And I don't mean, oh, he turned heel, I'm mad. Like, mm -hmm. watching these two guys who, at that point, we all know it worked so hard yep. to get to that point, yep. to get to the that the pinnacle, and to see them overcome with emotion, it, it really hit me hard. Now, when you were saying there's parts of it that you hate... Well, obviously, sure, Chris sure, Benoit, sure, so that's sure. why I, I thought that might be where you were going as well with that. But uh, that and another moment later on, which we'll get to and we can go around, uh, were the only times that I've ever really had like gotten emotional over to, wrestling. To jump on that for a second, the thing that, that, that made it even bigger for me, so going into that, Benoit won the 2004 Royal Rumble, and he was supposed to take on Triple H, and they had HBK superkick him and sign his name on the contract instead. I was pissed. I was pissed that they threw him into that match because I'm like, they don't trust Benoit as a performer to headline a mania. They don't think he'll draw. And it, you could put you could put Santino Morella against uh, uh, Golga in the main event, and it's WrestleMania. <laughs> People will still watch it. I'm just saying. So it didn't matter, but they did it anyways, and I was so pissed. And I'm like, this is how they're going to get the belt. They're, it's the it's Shawn Michaels and Triple H jerking each other off at Benoit's expense. And then it and, and when he had him in the crossface at the end, I remember sitting there. It was uh, there was a surprise birthday for, party for me that day. I remember sitting there going like, "He's gonna get out of this." And then he tapped. That blew my mind. And seeing the two of them at the end after Japan, Mexico, ECW, WCW, Eddie's drug problems, being labeled vanilla midgets, taking that jump from WCW, turning down a world title run, Benoit, and all those guys leaping and doing that. That and on the twentieth WrestleMania. Like, I feel like every five years it should matter at least. 
That was awesome. I love that. That's actually, I said it was number two. It's actually number three on my list, but I love that. Movie. Okay. It's a great memory, despite the whole Ben Watson. Yeah, right. You're up, Daryl. I, I do actually have a positive, uh, sort of, uh, WrestleMania moment. And, <laughs> and believe it or not, it's it's modern. And it was, uh, it made me emotional. It was uh, when The Undertaker lost to Roman Reigns and left his gear in the ring. Um, I don't even know why I turned it on. I literally turned it on as the ring entrances for that match were uh, beginning. And uh, I sat there the whole time saying, why the fuck am I watching this? Uh-huh. Uh, endless loop of, of Superman punches over and over and it's over and over. Match. It um, is. It's a really bad match. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, you know, I... I Whatever made me watch it, I I, li- I really was genuinely moved when he came back and you know folded his coat and 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 put his gloves and and it, it just I, I I just felt like I was seeing history being made and um, you know sort of the end of an era. Here's a question for you: Is that memory? Uh compromised by the fact that he came back the following year to wrestle another WrestleMania match. <laughs> a squash over Cena, which I loved. I actually loved that that was uh, like I liked it too. a minute and a half yeah. and it's done. After all that bill where Cena it's keeps like, calling I either out, prefer calling to have out. my matches be about five minutes or an hour and a half. <laughs> so, like that one, I like that match. It, it made, it, the, the booking, that's a, that's a great example of the booking for that card because it's so bipolar and makes no sense. But like Cena for weeks calling him out, calling him out. The Undertaker wouldn't respond. He finally does. Cena comes out and gets squashed in like yeah, two minutes. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I love it. But does that ruin the memory for you at all? I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> so it. okay, it, well, I, I hope it, I didn't ruin it. It for does you. now. <laughs> okay, but well, I mean, I, I had an example of that because I really loved Ric Flair at twenty four, and I, I hope I'm not stepping on any toes. Yeah, that was going to be one okay, of mine. Okay, well, I or was that going to be you? No, that was next? actually yeah, that was actually going to be mine. Okay, do yeah, it. Mine then. Do would it. be Ric Flair's last match against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twenty four. Mm-hmm. Just the ending of it. Mm-hmm. Where Sean mouths to Rick, I love you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I love uh-huh. you. Yes. And just super kicks him in the hug afterwards after he got the three. And even when he's pinning him, he's got his arm across him, and you can see Flair already crying, taking yeah. that pin and leaving and hugging his family, including Reed, which is really, really sad. Given and a very there. young Charlotte, too. Yeah, yeah. And the way his family's crying. I love that moment. I feel. I'm be I'm being a total mark, but I can't forgive the fact that he got back in the ring. Yeah, like months later, bleeding all over Australia with Hogan, and then going on TNA and doing all that shit. Like that takes so much away from that. So much yeah. away from. That. I did Agreed. watch TNA, so I don't Who have did? that memory of it. <laughs> but, Daryl, <laughs> but at least with everybody, especially his family's reaction and Rick's reaction, it did seem like there was some closure to his career. Sure. Because I grew up watching the 605 program on TBS. Oh, yeah. So Ric Flair was actually the first professional wrestler <laughs> that I remember growing up. So just just that entire, that that's one that sticks with me still. It's, sure. a, it's a great moment. It really is. There's a big one that nobody mentioned that we're overlooking that was huge for the business. And uh, made a star. A star. You know where I'm going with this. Austin refusing to tap out to the sharpshooter. 13. Yeah. There is uh, no better 
wrestling camera shot to really embody what the business was at that point. It, it like that's the story. Like dude is pouring out blood, refuses to quit. They have to call the bell, whatever. And literally the the only one of the few double turns that's ever worked like that. You created the biggest star in the business and like fuck the rock and fuck Hogan. Austin was the biggest star in the business. If he hadn't had a jacked up neck, like dude would have made, they'd have been printing money. And if they did the invasion right too, he'd have been printing money against Goldberg and against Hogan and against whoever. It did not matter. That moment right there is like, it, it it's number two on my list. Okay. And the only reason it wasn't number one is just because the, the shock value is so big for number one. But as far as like, any clip, think of think of Monday Night Raw for for years ran, and what was the clip on that? Austin bleeding in that yeah, movie. Yeah, and that's it's my number two as well. Absolutely. Ironically, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, the, I, I was just saying, not even the tabbing, just the that bloody face. Oh yeah, is just yeah, it's, it's oh, iconic. Yeah. It's an iconic oh, yeah. image, Big time. And, it, and it, it it basically established Austin's entire identity, the the loudmouth asshole that won't shut up and will not quit. And you can throw anything at him, and he's gonna just do whatever to get through it, like, and not be a nice guy about it. Like that was the whole character, and that, the, I mean, they printed so much money off that. Can I just rewind super quick, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just a sort of a general question: Is it that forbidden? I, I mean, I understand passing the torch, you know. Uh, taking one for the boys, that sort of thing. But, I mean, somebody like Flair, to me, is an exception and deserves to go out on top. Okay. Why is his last, quote-unquote, last match a loss? Um. Yeah, I I think because that's good business on his no, part. No, 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 like because what? because it was Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels was established. So I don't think it was that. I think it was more or less. The whole build to it was that, like, the very next match he lost, he was going to have to retire. Leading up to that, yeah, that's like right. he went yeah, over some yeah, younger that's guys, right. yeah, and okay. and I think it was just that it took the guy who's arguably with Flair in the conversation for the best in in ring worker of all time, and it was basically like you're not there anymore. I, it's the only way I can I can tell it. I mean. And we're going to talk about that with this year's card because there's a retirement match on there. And, and like, I'm fascinated by that. But there's reasons for that. And we'll get into that. But, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I, I think he should have gone out on top, especially in a match that wasn't for a title or something like that. Like, it's not Vern Gagne retiring with the AWA World Heavyweight <laughs> yes, Championship yes. because he's, like, 70 and, and, and like, has a hard-on for himself. It's not that. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I get what you're saying. There's there's certain guys you should make an exception for. for I, sure. I agree. I didn't think of it that way. I never thought of it that way because that was the whole until you reminded me that. But I mean, that's a great point. That's a great point. But but like you said, the build up was his next loss was his retirement. And like Shawn Michaels, they joke about it in the promos leading up to it that you know he old, he was putting old Yeller down. But in a lot of ways, he was putting old yeah, Yeller down. Yeah, and I mean it's it's true too because Flair extended his career for a long time, and there's moments in that match. As a Flair fan, and I'm I'm a fan of Flair's in-ring work. The guy's a different story. But but his in-ring work, and there's parts in that match because he's doing his formula, and there's a formula, you know, 
And when they're doing, I mentioned this earlier, when, they, when they're doing that double bridge up spot that he used to do with Steamboat and his prime like it was nothing, and they can't do it, that's telltale. I'm it's sure. like when The Undertaker's in the ring with Reigns at that match, and they can't even do a tombstone right. I'm like, they should have been done. Sure. It's, it's not it's not because you don't love and respect the character and the performer and all that. And, and I, I get what you're saying. But being, I understand your argument as well, because being that it's somebody who didn't need the rub, then maybe he should have gone out with that. And then been just like, you know what? That's the win I wanted. I'm done. Fair enough. Okay. I wasn't, you know, hard and fast to my sure. viewpoint. I was genuinely curious, you know, what, what uh, other viewpoints were. So sure. fair enough. Thank uh, you. Of course. Uh, a memory, another memory that gets, uh, that got overlooked by us currently. Hogan slamming Andre. That's my oh, number three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a big deal yeah, because, right. I mean, literally you're watching Hogan and, and everyone before that, it was like, nobody's going to beat Hogan. Nobody's going to beat Hogan. Like, did you really think that King Kong Bundy was going to beat Hulk Hogan? No, of course not. But it's Andre, dude. Andre, like, was labeled as the undefeated guy and he kicked the shit out of him in the lead up to it. And even the beginning of the match where he falls back on, from the body slam attempt. But to do that there, I mean, there's literally... There are a million better matches than that as far as ring quality. That there will never, arguably, never be a bigger match than that one right there. And we've I, seen Rock Austin and we've seen Flair Hogan and we've seen stuff like that. There's no match that'll be bigger than that. Ask Virgil. Andre left with $100 million in a suitcase, <laughs> right? <laughs> I drove past the bar where he barbats today. Oh. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking Virgil. <laughs> I'm honestly not trying to be a dick, man. I'm really not. But I have to ask, Uh, do you mean that in the moment or even now? Because in the moment, of course, as a 10-year-old or whatever the hell we would have been at that time, of course, that's like the the most amazing thing ever. You slammed Andre, you beat him. I know. Wow. I know what you're going to okay. say. Kamala did it a million times. Holy know, race did it. But, but, I mean, but they but they portrayed it as the first fucking right, time right, Andre's right, ever right, been okay, slammed. That, that they, is, they also that's they also crap, treated yeah. it like Andre was undefeated his whole career, and he wasn't. Absolutely right. It's revisionist history, so, and that's because that's because the people the people who were watching it then were Fairweather fans who had been drawn into it because the WWE blew up in the two or three years before then, and. So I understand what you're saying. Like, being a historian and knowing it, fine, I get it, and whatever. But at the same time, like, it's not, um, it doesn't change it for me. Because I, I look at the booking leading up to it. The trophy shit on Piper's Pit, where they build up to it. Oh, yeah. Him joining with Bobby Heenan, and Bobby Heenan was automatically, you join with Bobby Heenan, you're, you're one of the most hated dudes sure. in the company. And the fact that it was Andre, who had been a babyface for so long, oh, yeah. who had not been defeated... And Hogan had been a champ for years at that point. And everybody goes, like, after so many challenges, you have to lose. And the fact that he, like, didn't and overcame that was a big deal. And those two guys, literally, you have the champion for years, the larger-than-life, in Rocky Three, on the cover of Sports Illustrated, first WrestleMania, on MTV, versus the undefeated guy who got lost in the shuffle in that, who's pissed off, and he's also huge, and hasn't lost, theoretically, ever. It's never going to be bigger than that, ever. A um, little bit of Andre trivia real quick. Um, Samuel Beckett used to give Andre rides to school growing up. 
Oh yeah, was that in the documentary or did you just? I read had, it? No, I don't okay. think it was in the documentary. Yeah, I don't think it was either. But yeah, yeah Samuel uh, Beckett used to give him rides to school. <laughs> they were neighbors. Like Andre, okay. Andre's dad and Beckett were friends with each other, so yeah, he would give him rides to school. And if you haven't seen the documentary, you should absolutely. Yeah, it's oh, very it's great. It's, it's great. Really, really good. In fact, I think it just came out on DVD or was on on demand. I don't know. Um, Savage reuniting with Liz. Of course, great moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like you, I I watched that the other day. Because I was trying to prep for this and squeeze in time to watch all the matches I wanted to go over, and there's too many to go over. Way too many. And there's people in the crowd literally crying over that. (laughs) And we were talking about it, why it's such a big deal. And it's mostly because Liz was so perfect. Like, so good. Like, beautiful, humble, didn't, like, wasn't yelling and talk. Like, literally just seemed like the nicest human being alive and was with somebody who portrayed himself as a lunatic, essentially, and still stuck with him through all that until she couldn't stick with him anymore and was there for his retirement match and comes to his rescue. Comes to his rescue. Like, <clears throat> unbelievable writing there. Unbelievable moment. Um, and you were saying, like, the the thing with Liz, which I thought was a good point. When... Liz was in WCW, <laughs> and they just tried to make her as sexy as possible. <laughs> yep. It just didn't work with her for whatever reason. Mm-mm. Well, Liz the was the girl gym. next door. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And, and, and the fact that she came in there and still stood by him through all of that and all of his bullshit is a great moment. Um, one that should have been great and wasn't because of the aftermath after the fact. I loved WrestleMania six with... Hogan passing the torch to the warrior and how they salute each other as he's leaving the ring. So the warrior can have his spotlight for a minute. The downside to that is he finally passed the torch to somebody. It's the warrior. The warrior shits all over that. Cause he's a fucking egomaniacal, like lunatic waste it. And Hogan doesn't leave long enough for warrior to establish himself as the main thing. You watch all the, like the pay-per-views after that and him and Hogan are co-main eventing. So Hogan didn't like give it up. He was like, Here's the belt, and whenever we're not doing well, you're going to get blamed for it, and they're going to give it back to me. And that's exactly what they did. And then when they did, he said, see, when it's not me, it's a failure. So he used that to stay on top for so long. Um, That ruins it for me. But I love the visual of that. I love the moment of that, and we're going to get into that later, too. Also from WrestleMania six, Rowdy Roddy Piper wearing half. Black oh, is a bad moment. Uh, it's um, a me- it's a memorable moment. I have no yeah. idea what the fuck that was all about, <laughs> man. And and what's weird is so they they did he did a promo they they show a promo of him before that, and it's all done. And then he comes out to the ring and there's like a big circle where there's not makeup where there was in the promo. So they actually pre taped the promo. So they knew that was gonna happen, uh-huh. and nobody had the like the brains to go like, you know, Roddy. What the fuck are you doing? Like, maybe you shouldn't do this. Even and as a six-year-old at the time, I was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he busts out the white glove to to take on bad news in his black yeah. glove. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I forgot I mean? about that. I yeah, forgot about that. So weird. In all fairness, are, are you fucking telling Roddy Piper no? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, especially at that point. In that instance, well, at WrestleMania <laughs> no. six, he's a mid carter. I'm not talking about status, man. I'm talking about the fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Roddy Roddy Piper. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take the cocaine away long enough to be like Roddy. Listen, man, maybe you can wrestle whatever match you want, but maybe just don't do it in half blackface. Obviously, I agree. I'm just saying. Well, you know. I mean, it was 1991. I'm not saying it was more acceptable than something like that, but <laughs> it was acceptable. Hey, Clowny, we're going to talk after this, brother. Okay, in 1991, compared to now, you're not going to have social media saying Roddy Piper should be banned from Oh, yeah, 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 of course. That's what I mean, yeah. Of course. It's it's it was a different time. Of course, of course, because Still not a good look. Well, right. it's not a good look, but neither was Adrian Adonis's heel turn at the time. But that was no, more. No. But that was way more acceptable then. It's really than it was amazing now, is what going back and watching some uh-huh. of these. Just how unbelievably racist and homophobic. Yeah, and sexist. Uh-huh. Some of this. Yeah. Stuff That's what I'm saying. Is. It's we've adapted to the times. WWE. It's a backwards industry. By white men, let's let's you know in a lot of ways. Let's face it. I'm gonna so ban you from breathing after we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I I mean I I understand your point. I'm just saying yeah. even like you said, even then I was watching it going like, what is this? And then he's like, seriously, dude. He's he's like he starts dancing all weird in the middle of the match. Like it's really fucking weird. Yeah. Oh, it's totally bizarre. It's the, no. I'm not saying it's acceptable. Yeah. I'm just saying for the time, you know. Controversy. It, 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 yes. Yes. Uh, here's 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 one that's a personal favorite. It's not really long term and whatever, but it, it it finally happened, and I was super happy when it happened. Seth Rollins cashing in his money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Perfect ending. Yes. Love it. Oh my god. Right. And and that's the thing. That's the only way that anybody was gonna like that match because. Nobody wanted Lesnar to win, and nobody wanted Reigns to win. That was during the Reigns 31. It was during the mega push, the mega push for him. He won the Rumble. Did he win the Rumble that year? Uh, yeah, he won the Rumble that year because Batista won and put himself in the main event for 30, and the fans shit all over that in Pittsburgh, 31. Reigns won the Rumble, and that's when The Rock came out, and the fans still booed him, and they still put him in the main event with Lesnar, and he was. that's when Suplex City started because he said I'm t- Lesnar did the whole I'm taking you to Suplex City, bitch. And and Reigns got his ass kicked, and it was actually a good match before Rollins even cashed cashed in. But the fans were not going to take that at all. Um, I I love that moment because you're like, that's ballsy, that's ballsy. Because like, imagine it was it was two wrestlers where fans wanted to see one of them win. Like that's the only way that works. They had to say to themselves at that point, like, the fans aren't going to accept Reigns, and we got to get it off of Lesnar. So what do we do? And that was really ballsy booking because they could have had Reigns win and the crowd shits all over it and it leaves a stand on it like that. And instead they turned it into a really good thing. And then his run with the authority actually turned out really, really well. So I really like that moment. Um, we're going to talk about specific. Uh, well, let's do our favorite matches. We're going to do that. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I'm in a reverse order here. And since you're the newcomer, Matt, um, I want to hear what your favorite, 10 favorite WrestleMania matches are and, and, you know, talk about them a little bit, not just giving me your list. Cause I want to hear why you like them so much. Ooh, okay. Number 10 I have from WrestleMania 18, the rock against Hulk Hogan. The crowd like is it. amazing. I love it. Yes. The crowd like just makes that match. And that's and a, and a moment. Tell. And that's a moment, too, when they just stand there yeah. and you can feel the energy. And you could yeah. almost tell in a way that Hulk didn't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just something that was really organic and special. Do you think they called an audible into the ref's earpiece for the turn at the end where Nash and Hall came out? 
and I never really thought that. of that. I think so, just based on I think so because they've pulled many audibles at many a mania. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I think that the, with the reaction being what it was and him being a face, they were like, we have to turn him face. I mean, they gave him the title the next month mm-hmm. over Triple H, who won it there, and there was a big build up to that. They they were like, strike while the iron's hot. Hot. So the match itself sucks. But right. <laughs> I mean, but any match in, <laughs> any I mean, match where they're using back rakes, like Hogan's still doing the back rake thing. Like I have really sharp nails. Ah, you know, like how did he file him that sharp? I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, such you're a, right. Such it's a, a heel shi- move. <laughs> it's such a shitty match. Yeah, but it's one that I I could watch it over. The crowd and over makes again. that match amazing. Amazing. I remember not wanting to watch it and being enthralled with right. it by yeah. the end yeah. of it. Yeah, yes. it's a good pick. It's a good pick. The tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife. <laughs> exactly. Number nine from WrestleMania 32, the three-way match between Charlotte, Sasha, okay. and Bailey. Okay. Because yeah. for years... Was just... it Becky or Bailey? I thought uh, it was I Becky. It was... was it Bailey? I thought it was Becky. I wrote that down I, somewhere. I don't even remember. I, I, re- I read that. Yeah, it's that's Becky. terrible. It's Becky. It's but Becky. I, I just remember yeah. watching it because I think WrestleMania 32 was awful. Oh, and it, I'm sure that is something we will get into later. Mm-hmm. That was the absolute only thing that saved that card from being watchable. And after years and years of women being put through evening gown matches or Santino winning a women's battle royal, finally the women get a chance to show that they could actually work too. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's the best match on that card. It it's, is, for it's sure. It's not even it's close. It's the only match you could go back and watch. The again. only other match that's close to that as far as quality is the opener. The ladder match. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, Zack Ryder won that shit. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> how good is that, really? All right, number eight from WrestleMania six, Demolition against the Colossal Connection. Wow, <laughs> the Andre well, face is, turn. Yes, the wow. Andre face that. turn. It's like it's a glorified handicap match because pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. whenever Andre finally does come in, he gets caught in the ropes. Yep, he yep, can't yep. get out. Yep, and Demolition wins the tag team championships, and yep. that crowd just popped. So it is huge big, for them. Pop, yeah. Yeah. Well, any you had Andre was a guy that was loved for so long. And I feel like even when he was a huge heel and he was taking on Hogan, people understood why he was doing it. Right. They understood. They didn't like Heenan, and Heenan was a heat magnet for him, so that they could definitely make him a heel. But when Heenan started slapping him around, they wanted Andre to beat the shit out of Heenan. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. Awesome. Number seven. From WrestleMania 10, Shawn Michaels against Razor Ramon in the first ladder match. Outstanding Incredible. match, yes. So that's the first W. That's that's the second WWF ladder match, the first one on pay per view. But yeah. what was the first one? Shawn Michaels against Bret Hart on some random Coliseum video. Oh no shit! You can find uh-huh. it, and it's, really, it's good. It's not Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels good because they fine tuned it. The first ones were in Calgary Stampede Wrestling. Okay, it was a uh, Big Daddy Ritter, Junkyard Doc. Against Jake the Snake Roberts, um, and there's another one in there. Too. Bad News Allen, I think. Might yeah, have yeah. One there's or another one. Yeah, so there's a couple Speaking there. Of which, and yeah. Brett brought them to the WWF. He did one with Shawn Michaels, oh, and wow. then Shawn Michaels stole that and proposed it for him and Razor Ramon. They did a fantastic job, though. It's a great match. Okay, number six is from WrestleMania Eight. Bret Hart against Roddy Piper. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Just a fantastic wrestling match. And the fact that Piper was like contemplating using the ring bell and being a heel and uh. didn't, and it cost him the match because he was honorable is beautiful. Beautiful. There's, there's, oh, there's a great build up to that too. Yeah. If you watch, like they had some great, 
Vince in on doing commentary between Roddy and Brett, where they were going back and forth. It's it's great. It was a great build. They up. even do a dual promo before it, mm-hmm. which is actually right. really good mm-hmm. too. You know, so. just to go back to nine, you're right. It was Becky and not Bailey. Okay, for okay. sure. Okay. And and here's the thing with that match too. What made that match even more important is that's when Brett was ascending. Think of how many times you ever saw a Roddy Piper job in the WWE. Exactly. You didn't. And how many times did you see him as a champion? Right. right. Too. That's his only major title. Face versus face as well. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, a yeah. great yeah. match. And a blade job when they weren't allowed to. Right. Yeah. Yep. Number five is from WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels against The Undertaker. Great match. I think I've in the exact same spot. Great match. Number four is from WrestleMania 3, Savage against Steamboat. <sighs> Great match, totally overrated. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's, I'm with you, Matt. I, go on. It's yeah. under 15 minutes long, and I hate the George Steele interference. Okay. I hate the ref knockout spot. I hate knowing that Randy Savage was a guy who planned out his matches like meticulously. Honestly, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, and I get that. I mean, that's me really being kind of particular, and it doesn't mean that it makes a match bad. It just means... I I just I can't help but view it a little bit differently and and it's skewed because of the way Flair described it. So whatever, I get it. I I mean it's a it's a beautiful match. Like if we were talking about best matches, it's in my top 10 list. Right. Um favorite though, I I just don't like it because of those reasons. And because it's it's just it's carried so much weight because it was the first real classic at a WrestleMania. So all right, number three is from WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart against Steve Austin. Amazing. 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 Yes. Amazing. The most important match in North American wrestling history. Number two is from WrestleMania 24, Shawn Michaels against Ric Flair. Okay. Good. 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 And my number one and probably my favorite wrestling match of all time, from WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart against Owen Hart. Love it. Oh, I it's... love that match. It's the best opener best in opener. American wrestling right. history. Right. Mm-hmm. Period. It's beautiful. Um, just the shocked look on Owen's face and there's snot coming out yeah, of his nose. Yeah. Just holding up like, I got the three count. Mm-hmm. And the build, he couldn't believe it. And the build was so good. The build was tremendous. Right. The psychology during it was so good. And it and it was paid off later that night. Absolutely. That, that was another that was moment I was going to yeah. mention. Whenever Brett was raised on everybody's shoulders. Lex has his crowning moment. and Razor Ramon. Yep, and, it, and it's the first. Yeah. And people forget, yeah. that's the first WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan. Yes. So yes. that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, what are we going to do? And Bret Hart is the guy standing tall at the end of that first WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan. In his moment of glory. Because a year earlier, they fucked him over to book Hogan to win the belt. In the worst. Well, we'll get there. Uh, and and there he is in his moment of glory, and his brother is staring at him, like pissed off, and he knows that he's going to face him for the belt. I love that. I love the whole thing. It's it's that's that's a wonderful choice. Agreed, Mister Daryl. Uh, no particular order here, <laughs> <laughs> and this really pains me to say, but. Uh, I, I actually uh, just because of the winner, but I uh, did enjoy the uh, Iron Man match between Yep Shawn Michaels and <laughs> Bret Hart. <laughs> um, it just was, uh, you know, an era where those uh, long storytelling matches were uh, out of the question. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a solid one. It that wasn't was a big risk. Sure. It was inferred to go to overtime. Too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 60 and, and minutes Brett, wasn't think, enough. And I think Brett was rightfully pissed off because he's like, why are we going into overtime? <laughs> he kept <laughs> yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, like, right, you couldn't yeah, pin right, him for yeah, 60 yeah. minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where, you I know, mean, yeah. saving face. Right. But I mean, you think about it, that's the same show that has Roddy Piper and Goldust in a yes. backlot brawl. Re- so, and like, reenacting the OJ chase, yeah, 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 too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I mean, he punches Goldust square in the face doing that, too. It's pretty amazing. But yeah, that's that's a good pick. Did that's you know that Goldust was on nine or ten WrestleManias and has never won a match? Wow. So it's like the reverse streak. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I'd have to go through that. That's, that's a really great stat. That's a really great stat. All right. And uh, this one was mentioned on the uh, group page this uh, week. But uh, the uh, Benoit winning the belt yep. was, Great I mean, yep. just amazing. The match, match the moment, the yep. just, just everything about it yep. uh, was 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 pretty special. I mean, the dude, I, obviously, what happened happened afterwards. But prior to that, you know, I mean, he was a guy that had just paid his dues and 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 you know, busted his ass forever. He paid more than his dues. Sure, sure. It's I mean, hard to watch some of his matches and see him do headbutts. Yeah, when you yeah, think of... Yeah, and yes, take chair yes, shots, yes, too. Right? Stuff like that caused the CTE. That's a little brutal. Um, the... Uh, what else did I have here? I, I had uh, Hart against uh, Austin. Great match. That's unanimous, I'm going to bet. So. You know, I mean... I'm always have been and probably always will be a, a sucker for a bloodbath. Yep, yep. And when it's a decent match in addition to a bloodbath, I mean. When it's done right. Sure, sure. It adds so much to a match. That match is not the same match as Steve Austin is in pouring out blood. Absolutely. Period. Um, um, and uh, <laughs> I know. I, I've just been in a in a bad place lately, so to be honest. The rest of mine are actually sort of like negative things, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Uh, tell us how you really you like feel the shit though. on them. So I, go ahead. No, it's go. All, it's just it's just uh, anyway. I, I fucking Bigelow doing the job to Lawrence fucking <laughs> is in your top ten WrestleMania matches. I, I, well, no, it, I just fucking okay, hate just, it okay. so bad. Okay. Like I literally despised Bigelow, and I thought I would forever. I loved him. He redeemed himself in ECW with okay. me, okay. but I just was like, "You fucking loser!" Like I just, I just. Well, what unfortunately, if- most fans felt the same way you did, which right. is why his yeah. career fizzled off. Yeah. He was supposed to get a huge push after that, and the click fucked And he over. should have gotten a huge Oh, yeah. Push. He jobbed. Uh, underrated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, just uh, underrated competitors of all time. Of course. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, well, I'm going to uh, job to a crackhead at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, like, crackhead pedophile, to be clear. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Um, And this, I know, is not a match, but too fucking bad. I absolutely loved... The mini rings that brought the wrestlers. Yes. Oh, the carts. Yes. The carts. That yeah. was WrestleMania 3. Yes. And yeah, six. Right, right. And yeah. six. Okay. Six, six. Adam as well. Yeah, yeah. Those are great, man. Those are awesome. Loved them. The reason the, uh, the Ultimate Warrior did such a good match at WrestleMania 6 is because he didn't blow up right into the ring. Like, no, he and, and ra- the, no, he ran to the ring. Did he? Did not use the carts. He did not use the carts. He left on it, though. He left yes, on it. Hogan left, left on, on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Another one that kind of pains me because of the era, but I I do highly enjoy the uh, the TLC three way 
Dudley's oh, oh outstanding yeah. great car match. crash, great match. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Spoilers. With that. I, I don't. I, I, nothing wrong with that. So I, I, I agree. I, yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, and, it's, and it was it was even more interesting because they managed to incorporate Lita, Rhino, and Spike Dudley into it too, which made it even better when they did. That's a case of interference that actually paid off really, really well. For sure. And uh, I, I, you, you can shit on me all you want. I don't <sighs> care. I love, honestly, seriously, the fact that SD Jones got a WrestleMania moment. <laughs> that's great. Lit- that's, that's Lit- great. I love that. Literally, I do too. I, literally that's... a moment. Yeah. But he got it. Yeah, and no, 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 dude. It, it was a five second squash loss to King Kong <laughs> yeah. Buddy. SD though, Jones. He deserved it. I mean, Jones was one of yeah, most... that, that's great, Daryl. I yeah. love that pick. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's thinking outside the box. I love that pick a lot. And that's, that's a dude who worked his ass off. There, there were, there were, I think the match where Andre got his hair cut. Was against Big John Studd and Ken Patera, and, Ken Patera, and it, his tag team partner was SD Jones. Oh yes, it was. So like, dude could bump up with guys. Like he was that well liked, even though he was a jobber. And you couldn't do that with some dudes. Oh like, yeah. It, you couldn't. I mean, they tried that with Barry Horowitz for five <laughs> minutes, but like, there's guys you couldn't do that with. But SG Jones, you could. So that I love that pick. I think that's an awesome pick. Good work from Antigua in the West Indies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is that all? Okay. That's all I got. Uh, so uh, my 10, actually six of them have already been mentioned, but we'll go. Because I think they're great matches. Starting with number 10, Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 8. Awesome. The buildup. Piper spitting on Hart. Like, they had that exchange. Uh, for a face versus face, bad blood kind of match. It was it was great. Awesome. Awesome match. Number nine, uh, Shawn Michaels against Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 19. Great pick. Yeah, I Great really, because um, it was Jericho trying to prove to Shawn that, you know, that he was as good as him and Shawn was his idol. But guess what, Shawn? You're not what you used to be. And they had a, a classic and then ends with Jericho in classic heel form, giving him the low blow after they have this great Love embrace. That. Yeah, <sighs> after, yeah. Oh man, Jericho's the fucking best. He is. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the greatest heel of all time. I mean, next to Ric Flair, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Number eight, I do have Randy Savage against the Ultimate Warrior in that retirement match. The match, match itself is it's good. It's short. Yeah, it's kind of quick, but it does have that moment at the Did end. Did you rewatch that recently? Yes. Here's why he does this weird spot. The Warrior, because yes. the Warriors, I, on I think I know what spot you're where he runs the ropes multiple, multiple times, and then does this like. Savage isn't even standing. He's still like laying down, and he throws his shoulder block in the air and lands on his face. Yes, and it's the yes. weirdest thing. It's and I'm like, very what odd. the yeah. fuck was that yeah. supposed? Isn't to it be? in that match where he does the splash onto his back, then has to roll yeah. him over for yes. the cover? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that was the Warriors uh-huh. thing. He press uh-huh. slam him down, and yeah. they drop, and then he do it on their back and have to turn him anyways. But he he wins it with like multiple diving shoulder blocks. Yeah. too. it's it's, it's almost anticlimactic. The he, ending. He takes, That's the one thing about it. He yeah. takes how many flying elbows too. Yeah, I think right. six or something. something like, it's like absurd. That. It, it was, <laughs> he yeah. deserved them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, number seven, WrestleMania 22. Not a Matt classic by any stretch, but Mick Foley versus Edge in um, Street Fight, which had the moment of the f- table being lit on fire yep. and Edge Spear and Foley threw it. For what I was expecting, a great match. I mean, yep. it, it really was. It was a fun time. Yep, good match. Uh, number six is the WrestleMania 20 HBK Triple H Chris Benoit match. The reason I don't have that higher, considering it has my favorite moment, is as far as the match goes, and I might get 
some you know kickback on this is I don't love the match that much. I think it's a good match. I don't think it's this classic. Uh, I love the moment. I like the match. I don't love it the way it has its flaws. And Mm. my major problem with it, as far as structurally, is it does a lot of the one guy falls out of the ring, two guys square off. Yes, and it's over and over and over over and over. over. Yes, but but it was one of the first ones to do it that way. And they did it so well that you almost forget that that's happening. Now, when you see that, you're expecting that. And when they don't, you're like, pleasant surprise. You Mm -hmm. tried to do this differently. Now it's become a default thing because that match was such a classic. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get what you're saying. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not without its flaws. Like, I'm not giving that five stars. Mm -hmm. It's fucking close, though. It's good. It's good. Uh, in number five and number four, I have the exact same picks as Matt's. I won't go too much into them, but at number five, I have uh, Shawn Michaels against Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. The one thing I remember is when we were at the castle, Matt, watching that with non-wrestling fans, non-wrestling fans were flipping out during that match. Right. Like, like sure. I can't believe this is going on. Mike Ovens going, holy crap, I can't believe what I'm watching. It, it, that was really kind of unique. And number four, I love... Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania three. I, I do. I just I get what you're saying, and I get what you're saying about maybe you know it doesn't live up in some ways. But the whole the 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 knock that Savage planned out his matches, I also don't uh, mind. As a matter of fact, I kind of respect. I think it's good. Like in my job, I like to pre-plan a lot of stuff, sure. so I sure. I kind of get that th- mentality. I get it. Number three, WrestleMania 21, uh, Kurt Angle against Shawn yes. Michaels. Um, just fucking good match. Yeah, the, uh, the thing about that match, it's like going to dinner at Grandma's. She makes your favorite dish just a little bit better. I don't want to get up. I don't want to. I just want to enjoy the whole thing, and I didn't want to get up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, countless uh, attempted uh, ankle locks till finally Shawn just can't. Go Great on psychology. anymore? And Great just, psychology, and the, and he jobbed clean, like, and a yep. clean job. That that was totally, yeah, right. totally. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful match. Number two for me is that TLC <laughs> match at WrestleMania 17. Uh, it's just a train wreck, car crash, all rolled up into one. Amazing. <laughs> it's just I love it. That's that's the sort of the fan fan of me that loved ECW. That's that like that got me in that really a uh, great match. And number one for me is WrestleMania 13. Uh, Bret Hart against Steve Austin, as we've talked about ad nauseum almost at this point. Yep. It's just, it's such a classic match on a really lackluster WrestleMania. Oh, that card yeah, sucks. It does, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Good picks, man. Good picks. Okay. Right, Jeremy, what do you have for that? Oh, here's what I have I have Austin Rock from WrestleMania 17. My main knock on it is the heel turn is like a fart in church. It right. does not work. <laughs> it's and it's you're, awkward. You're it's turning, awkward. It's so yeah. awkward. You're turning Austin heel in Texas, yeah. and like people wanted to cheer for him over the Rock at that point, anyways. Um, but the match itself, it's two guys. I'm not going to say that it's Austin's prime, but it's just past that. Um, it's two guys. Just going out there who knew each other really well. Two of the biggest stars in arguably the biggest era in wrestling history out there doing a main event on the best card in the history of wrestling. Best card. Not my favorite card, but the best card in all of wrestling history. Putting on a match. It's amazing. It's got good bumps. Stealing each other's finishers. Like The psychology is really, really great. You didn't know who was going to win. Um... 
it was just it's awesome. It's the best of the trilogy too. For sure. For, I, for I also sure. I yeah. think the third one is terribly over uh, underrated. I underrated. Agree. I agree. The third one is awesome, and knowing that that was Austin's last That's match, yeah. and he finally put the rock over, and that like that that one when I wrote. Here's the funny thing. So I wrote these down, and when I wrote Austin versus Rock, I didn't specify which one, and I was like, did I did I mean 19? Because 19 is fucking awesome too. Um, but no, 17. Uh, my number nine. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins when he cashes in. Uh, mostly because Suplex City started there. Reigns gets his ass handed to him and almost, almost overcomes all that shitty superhero booking to get the fans behind him. And then Rollins swoops in at the perfect time. And it just adds so much electricity and energy to that match because nobody wanted to see that match. And then it started to draw them in. And they're like, well, yeah, Reigns is going to win. He's going to make this big comeback. But I almost respect it and like it. And then they're like, curveball. It's it's perfect. It's perfect booking. Um, I love it. One of my favorite things in wrestling, actually, is the money in the bank cash. And no totally. matter how many times I see it, totally. I love it. And for that to happen at the main event of WrestleMania right. just added it that much right. more special. Like, I remember uh, Dolph Ziggler cashing in the day after me yes, and the fans yes. going crazy. You and, and me watching Dolph that, yeah. Ziggler. And I'm like... But it's cool because it's the day after Mania, and we were waiting for it. When somebody wins that, and it's somebody who they're building right, then you give a shit. They've done it wrong many times, but that one, this one was one where they got it absolutely perfect. And to do that in a main event of WrestleMania, because I'm a big fan of like armchair booking, that's that's one of my weird things. Um, that that blew me away. Them taking that chance like that. Number eight, Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Love it. No knocks on that at all. I love that match. I love it because I remember being a kid. That's the thing. I Were you a Hogan guy or a warrior? Warrior. Yeah, me too. Warrior. I was a Hogan guy. That match broke my heart. Really? Okay. I cried myself to sleep <laughs> that night and vowed I would never watch wrestling again. I never. Here's the funny thing. I never got into Hulk Hogan, which is weird because that's our generation. You know, they, right. Hulk Hogan was the guy that got a lot of people into wrestling. I paid attention because it was mainstream and it was a big deal, but Hogan wasn't my guy. I didn't really have a guy per se. I watched them, but I watched more NWA. Mm -hmm. That was my thing. I liked Magnum TA. I rooted against the, the Russians. I liked the road warriors. I liked stuff like that. I liked these guys who were bleeding that wrestled in, in front of, I liked rugged fucking Ronnie Garvin more than I liked Hulk Hogan for real. Uh, Cause he did the Garvin stomp and he had the, the, the hands, the, the hands of stone, like dumb shit like that. But I was like, these guys look like guys who are fighting. Those dudes look like cartoon characters. And I knew that as a kid, but the warrior was such, the warrior was a, a, a cartoon character on every type of speed and meth that man's ever invented in one big giant bowl and just wet. And the shaking the ropes and the paint and the, the tassel, like the whole package, he was like a nuclear missile. And that was the immovable object, unstoppable force thing. And uh, and I was, I just, Hogan had been on top for so long, I had to root for the warrior. I was like, put somebody else up there. Because Hogan did the same shit. Come in, get an advantage, go down, like take heat for a while, and then like, Oh look, body slam, big bootleg drop over, and he'd Hulk up. And like, how many times can you see a dude do the Hulk up thing to where you're like, this is dumb. Um, I couldn't wait for the Warrior to win. Then he turned into the Warrior and just was completely fucking insane. So that ruined all that. Uh, number seven, and I'm just making sure I have my numbers right. HPK Razor Ramon ladder match WrestleMania ten. 
Uh, unbelievable. Really, really, really good. Great ending. The whole nine. Um, wonderful match. Um, number six. HBK versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 26. Mm-hmm. Here's why. Um, uh, I'm not arguing that it's a better match. It's close. I'm saying that I was more drawn into it because that was the first time that somebody was challenging The Undertaker to a WrestleMania match two years in a row. Kane had taken him on twice, but it was 14 and 20. This was the first time two years in a row. And Michaels wanted it so bad that he was willing to put his career on the line. The streak versus the career was the first time. The only other time I ever thought that the Warrior might lose this streak was WrestleMania 21 against Randy Orton. And I felt like that's because they were trying to redeem Orton after he had that shitty face run and all that. And it flopped and they pushed Batista. And I'm like, well, you know, you know Batista was going over, you knew Cena was going over, maybe Orton's going to go over the Undertaker changing of the guard thing. It's the only time I thought that. This one, I couldn't imagine Shawn Michaels retiring at that point because literally dude was still putting on fantastic matches. And, And I know that like retirements in wrestling are bullshit. But I felt like if it was him doing that, after being the guy who theoretically was the person in the match with Ric Flair doing that, that he would take it seriously. And he did. For, for like enough. seven and a half and years. And even like, do you think he was more forced into that Saudi Arabia match? Than I think that he got a hell of a lot of money. He got a yeah. lot of A lot of money to do that. And that was part of like, part of what happens with, so Saudi Arabia, their thing is like, they like a lot of the older wrestlers. So like, they still thought Yokozuna was alive. That's not a joke. They thought that Yokozuna was still alive and that he was going to compete there. And they're like, no, dude, he's dead. Um, they They couldn't do that. Shawn Michaels was still a thing. So, and and I get the nostalgia. Like, I I didn't hate it because I understood why it was happening. I hated it because I wanted Shawn Michaels to be the exception to the rule because I do think he's the best in-ring performer that ever existed. He's a, he, he was a shit human being for a long time. He was garbage. He was not a good person. I get all that. I don't care about that. You know, like, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. Is he going to be a, in the Hall of Fame as a quarterback? Yeah. Is he a dickhead? It seems so. Same with Shawn Michaels, but like Shawn Michaels is, in my opinion, the best in-ring performer that ever existed, and I thought that that retirement would stick. And going into it, I didn't know who was going to win that. And every other time, I thought it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. I thought that was awesome, and the way that he left, and he did a clean job, which was always a knock on him, and he left that ring, and he said goodbye, and he did not step back in the ring for like seven and a half years. I love that for that. Um, Number five. I'm the third person to say it. TLC, WrestleMania 17. Amazing match. Took years off of dude's careers. Ask Edge. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's a shame. Number four, Kurt Angle versus HBK. Two of the best wrestlers on the entire planet. Two of the top ten workers, arguably, all time. In America, at least. Um, in a match. First time they ever faced. Fantastic match. Clean finish. A thing of beauty. It is beautiful. And when you, really and when you get, like, it, I shouldn't have to say clean finish, but when you get a clean finish... It's a big deal. I mean, even the Warrior Hogan thing, like, the ref got knocked out at one point and didn't count a pin that Hogan had. It's like when we were talking about Savage Steamboat and George the Animal Steel interferes and pushes Savage off the ropes. Like, to me, I'm going, like, that's, it's clean, but it's not clean. You know, I, I that takes points off of me. I, I can't help that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm neurotic, so whatever. Uh-huh. 
Uh, number list. three, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Clean finish, beautiful match, opener. Great way to start a feud. Build up to it was amazing. The psychology is fucking brilliant. It's great. It's two guys who obviously knew each other very well, uh, being that they're brothers. But like, I've seen Cody Rhodes take on Dustin Rhodes, and it sucked. Uh, <laughs> Bret Hart and Owen Hart were two of the best wrestlers that ever existed. They put on a fantastic match, totally worthy of all the praise that it got. It's amazing. Number two, Benoit, HPK, Triple H, three-way match, WrestleMania 20, uh, mostly because I thought so much that Benoit deserved that. After leaving WCW, literally as their world heavyweight champion, and taking that chance, going there, and every other guy that got put there was shoved to the mid-card, and they kept shoving him to the mid-card and shoving him to the mid-card. Watch Royal Rumble 2003 where he takes on Kurt Angle. Watch that match. And, like, still ended up in the mid-card. It took him a year to get to the point. And it took Paul Heyman to be the booker of SmackDown for that shit to happen. And he fucking did it. And that Royal, Royal Rumble he wins in 2004 is amazing. And that match at Mania as a payoff is amazing. It's beautiful. And you knew it was going to be a short transitionary thing. And it doesn't matter. He got his moment. He earned it. He deserved it. And him and Eddie in the ring at the end. Even now, man, like, just... It, Tears of joy at first, tears of sadness now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really. How about it? Um, number one, Austin and Brett. Most important match in the, the, the history of North American wrestling, period. Uh, nothing bigger than that, except for Hogan Andre. But at that point, this was like, Hogan Andre is different because it was the two biggest stars. This was different because this created, created the, the biggest star. star. Right. Um, this is like, if you compare this to Hogan versus the Iron Sheik, it's not close. You know, same thing. So those are my 10. Um, brief interlude. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball at you guys because we didn't talk about this as our precursor thing, but we're gonna talk about main events for WrestleMania. Who wrestled the most main events in WrestleMania history? Hulk Hogan. Yep, number one, eight of them. WrestleMania is one through nine minus number four because that was Savage and DiBiase. Who's number two? Shawn Michaels. Wrong. Bret Hart. Wrong. Bret Hart has two. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bret Hart has two. Bret Hart has WrestleMania 12 and WrestleMania 10. John Cena? Nope. Okay. Triple H. Correct. Uh, Triple <laughs> H. Triple H, if you go through the history of this, I thought this was fascinating. So the number one number one in WrestleMania appearances is, is The Undertaker. Number two is Triple H. Number three, anybody want to guess this one? All-time matches at WrestleMania. Amount. Not main events, not whatever else. Anybody want to guess? You each get one guess. I'm going to start with Daryl because he didn't give a guess on any of those other ones. Michaels. Nope. John Cena. Nope. Roman Reigns. No. Kane. Oh. Wow. <laughs> right. I thought I, I like look his shit up because it was interesting. The Jeez, number two sucks. Yeah, the yeah. number two well, I mean, there's that twenty three second ma- or three second match against Chavo Guerrero for the ECW world. Now does that time. include appearances as either Isaac Yankum or fake diesel or he anything? never like, did okay. a WrestleMania as either of those. <laughs> okay. But it does include money in the bank matches. Okay. It includes bad matches where it's him and the big show against Carlito and uh, oh, Chris yes, Masters. Yes. It includes all kinds of shit. So it's not great. Triple H's main event matches at WrestleMania were 16, the four-way elimination match. It was uh, 18 against Chris Jericho, which is a shitty main event. Yeah, It shouldn't have gone on after Rock and Hogan. That just It was dead in the water before it even got there. And it was built around uh, Jericho accidentally running over his poodle, uh, Triple H's little shitty dog or something, instead of the world title. 
it was more Triple H versus Stephanie. I don't remember it's that terrible. at all. That's it's horrible. terrible. Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm also glad yeah. I don't remember right. yeah. that. WrestleMania 20, the three-way match. Okay. WrestleMania 21 against Batista, where he finally put him over. Uh, he finally put somebody over. Uh, WrestleMania 22 against John Cena. Good match. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 25. Randy, because Randy, Randy Orton, Orton, and that was dead in the water because of Shawn Michaels' Undertaker. And, and because it's, Randy Orton sucks. Well, yeah, yes, it's, yes, it's yes, a so. bad match. Oh, man. There's, so Randy Orton, in the ring with the right guy, can have a decent match, right? He can. Um, in the ring with other guys that are on the same main event standing as him, he has zero chemistry. He has no chemistry with John Cena. He has no chemistry with Triple H. Like he's the biggest anomaly in that regard, and and I I will preface it by saying like I fucking hate him. I I hate him. Oh, I mean, I it takes a special guy like, not to have chemistry with right. John Cena. Yeah, <laughs> valid. That's actually very <laughs> valid. True. Yeah. But it's true. Uh, Twenty five is that. Uh, his next one was, um, not twenty six, not twenty seven, not twenty eight, not twenty nine, because that's Rock and Cena. Number thirty, it wasn't. It was thirty two. Roman, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Wow. Thirty two against Roman Reigns. Been a terrible main event. Yes. Terrible main event. Um, after that, it's John Cena. It's a three-way tie. John Cena, The Rock, and HBK. Five main events each. Okay. After that, it is The Undertaker with four. And anybody want to guess who else has four? Can I go back to Reigns there? You can. All right. And they're the last four. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. 31, Rollins and Lesnar. 32 against Triple H, shitty main event. 33 against The Undertaker, <laughs> shitty main event. 34 against Brock Lesnar, shitty main event. Yeah. Well, that streak will be broken this year. Yeah, so. you think. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still time. Yeah. Uh, after that, Brock Lesnar has three, and Steve Austin has three. Hmm. After that. And aren't all three against The Rock, Rock though? Who? For Steve Austin, or is no. 19, because 19 was Brock versus... Uh, Shawn Michaels, 14. Yeah, but two of those are against The yeah, Rock. 15 yeah, 15 and 17, yeah. Shawn Michaels at 14. Oh, uh, right, right, okay. Now, here's the interesting thing. Okay, so there's a couple of wonderful superstars who have two. Bret Hart, we said 10, and uh, 12. Randy Savage, Do you four. count nine? No, I, I say Hulk Hogan. Okay. Hulk Hogan against Yokozuna. That ended up being the last match. That's the okay. main event. Um, WrestleMania, uh, Randy Savage, four and five. Right, tournament final, and then against Hogan. Okay, three other, four other guys with two, Randy Orton and Batista. They both were in WrestleMania 30. Orton has 25, Batista has 21, and then two other guys with two, Sid and Yokozuna. Wow! <laughs> right <laughs> now, I'm going to give you a list of some of the best workers on the planet, and they each had one WrestleMania main event. We're gonna go big names and great work. We're gonna Barry go fucking Wyndham. I'm gonna clothesline you to hell. <laughs> he, he, I don't think he made a at WrestleMania. I don't yeah. even know. That. He wrestled at WrestleMania one. I think yeah, that's yeah it. in the tag one. team match. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Mick Foley, Chris Benoit, and Edge all have one WrestleMania main event. Ted DiBiase. The Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giant, Roddy Piper, and Sergeant Slaughter all have one WrestleMania main event. Wow. You know who else has one WrestleMania main event? Fucking El Gigante. Nope. 
Lawrence Taylor and Mr. Uh, T. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's your WrestleMania main event countdown thing there. I, th- I just thought, I, I was like doing all that information, and I'm like, this is going to be interesting, especially if you guys don't know what's coming and who's going to guess what. Uh, I was shocked that Kane has been at so many WrestleManias um, and, and the fact that Triple H has the second most main events. And let's not forget Donald Trump probably has you know a WrestleMania moment as well. You know? He's got yeah. he's got three of them. Yeah, because they were yeah. at Trump Plaza for but, four yeah, and five, wow. and he does interviews there too. No, he has more WrestleMania. And don't forget moments. it, number twenty. Whenever Jesse Ventura interviews him for no reason yeah, at right. all. Yeah. <laughs> Clara, where's the beef? Pella oh, has a, dude, a WrestleMania Herb, moment. Herb from uh, Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> That, Who could yeah. forget Snooky? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, God, yes, that dude. was a and there and she been, did the Muda s- the springboard. There have been some yeah, yeah. shitty WrestleMania moments. Uh, the cartwheel the back handspring yes, yeah, elbow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, let's go with worst WrestleManias because we want to do the best ones after that, and we're going to predict the card. Um, so, um, I started with Daryl last time. Yes. Unless, fuck it, whatever. You're up, dude. Okay. Worst WrestleManias. Worst WrestleManias. Um, in descending order, number five, I have WrestleMania four. Um, yep. I like the. I was really excited for the tournament. Who doesn't love right. a tournament? But <laughs> the matches fall flat. Even the the undercard of um, well, that has that terrible, uh, Ultimate Warrior Rick Rude match. Is, uh, was that. Rick Rude or was it? Her- it was Hercules. Hercules. Rick Rude takes on Jake the Snake Roberts in the first round. Right, right, Fifteen right, minute yeah, draw. Yeah, right. That makes you want to take a nap. Right. For fifteen minutes. Yeah. The but show starts with a fucking battle royal. Yes. Like yeah. that's how you know you're on a bad card. It's mm. like, oh look, battle royal right out of the gate. Mm, okay. Wonder who said that before. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, I have WrestleMania 11, which was the Bam Bam Bigelow Lawrence Taylor uh, debacle. Jonathan I mean, Taylor Thomas. Yes. Really... <laughs> oh no, he doesn't. Nicholas Taturo. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, <laughs> Oh, but we, we didn't have thought about yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> right. Bob yeah. Backlund and Bret Hart in the worst <laughs> I quit match that ever, ever existed. Ever. Yeah. I mean, D- Diesel versus Shawn Michaels was okay. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I can say about no, that. No, here's match. the thing the, the LT Bam Bam Bigelow match, if it was, if it wasn't, if it didn't happen and break down the way that it did, I will say this Lawrence Taylor. If you're giving a sliding scale for celebrity wrestling, mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor did a hell of a job in that match. Like he did. Now, now that's setting the again. I'm setting the bar super fucking low. I'm not setting the bar at Ric Flair. I'm setting the bar at like Jungle Jim Barry Steel. Horowitz. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm setting the bar at Evad Sullivan. Okay. So, uh, so like Lawrence Taylor. All things considered, did a good job. Should that have been the main event of WrestleMania? Absolutely not. No. Of course not. But but like nothing in 1995 was good. Go watch King of the Ring 95. Go watch WCW Uncensored 95. Go watch Starcade 95. Go watch SummerSlam 95 that happened in Pittsburgh because uh, every shitty no. pay-per-view ever yeah. happened in Pittsburgh. I was there for that. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's yeah. so bad. Sparky Plug versus the Otter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, yeah. Like just... I, I say uh, this. Was that whenever he was Sparky Plug or yes. Thurman Spark Plug? Yeah, Holly? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. one of those uh, things. With Diesel versus Mabel. Yeah. Oh, he's, exactly. Yeah. That's For what the I mean. rights to face Bastion well, Booger. Well, even King of the Ring, <laughs> King of the Ring '95. You had like I'm getting off. But look at the tournament brackets for that, and you had a chance for Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker at some point. You had these like awesome brackets, and they fucked it all up, and it was Mabel against Savio Vega <laughs> in the finals of the tournament. Wow. And the main event was Diesel and uh, 
I think it was Diesel and Bam Bam Bigelow against Sid and Tatanka, if I'm not mistaken. Jesus. Right. It's not good. And that's when Hogan was doing the 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 um the thing against who's Kevin Sullivan's group? Oh, the Dungeon of Doom. Dungeon of Doom. Or so were the those Dungeon the three faces of fear? No, no, no. It was the Dungeon of Doom in WCW as your main top of the card, and it was Diesel's world championship run in WWF. That's how bad 1995 was. So, like, WrestleMania 11, not a surprise at all. Um, uh, WrestleMania 2. Yep. Uh, just... Oh, the, the the Roddy Piper Mr. T boxing match is a debacle. The Battle Royal is a debacle. My favorite match, and I know Jeremy likes to laugh on that card of all things, <laughs> is Adrian Adonis versus Uncle Elmer. And if you if you just watch it, it's not a good match. It's three minutes long, but Adrian Adonis, who's in worse shape than me, is bumping like Shawn Michaels in this oh, match. He looks like, like he, he's it, Kurt Henning yeah. on more cocaine than killed Kurt Henning. <laughs> right. Like that's how bad yeah. he's bumping around the ring for. That. But that's how bad WrestleMania 2 is. Well, you got what Corporal Kirshner against Nikolai Volkov, and that's right. like two minutes. Velvet McIntyre against Fabulous oh, Mullen, and her titty yeah. pops out. Yes, there's <laughs> it's <sighs> it's so much bad. The best match on that card is is the Funk Brothers against Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot even that. That's was actually a really good match. And, but and like Ricky Steamboat beats someone. Hercules. Oh, oh that's right. Okay. That was right. supposed to be Ricky Steamboat against Bret Hart. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. And they stuck Bret Hart and decided to keep the tag team together and put Steamboat against Hernandez. Okay. Um, Number two, I have WrestleMania 9. It's just garbage. I mean, it's been said over Toga. and over. Toga. Toga. <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's just bad. Giant Gonzalez. Yes, and Giant Gonzalez in that suit. From Aldehyde. Yeah, yes. It was Jim ether. Ross is like, like I can ether. smell the ether. Yeah, the ether. <laughs> yeah, like Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, that stinks. Like, and, and Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Hogan coming in. And Hogan, the funniest thing is Hogan sporting a black eye because the night before WrestleMania, Randy Savage punched him in the face. That is, it is. Yeah. And, and, but, but they attribute it to a jet skiing accident, I believe. Yeah. Right? No, that yeah. was um, the, 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 Brutus. The, Brutus had the no, jet but, skiing no, accident. No, that's said, a parasailing right? accident. Oh, okay. But, that's no, but the, the reasoning on WrestleMania, the kayfabe reasoning was that he was in a jet ski accident. See, I, I thought believe. it was that they, well, they said that, but then they alluded to Money Inc. Oh, hired money somebody beef. to yeah, beat him yeah, up yeah, in the yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah, Speaking yeah. of Beefcake, real quick, if you guys don't already, you should follow him on Instagram. <laughs> it's incredible. Well, I know he, he, liked, hangs, he liked one of your wrist. I know. Yeah. He just <laughs> hangs out with Greg Valentine all the time. <laughs> They're in matching recliners <laughs> eating TV dinners and shit. It's amazing. You sent me stuff from that. It's incredible. <laughs> Definitely worth following Brutus on there. <laughs> Worst WrestleMania for me is WrestleMania 32. Um, oh, my main reasoning is is I love WrestleMania. I could watch reruns of WrestleMania 2. If, if, if WrestleMania was uh, just them re-showing WrestleMania 2 this year, I'd probably watch it. But this was the first time I wanted it to end before it was over. I just was, I just was over it. Oh God! It, it, the rock and his the, blowtorch. We yeah. were talking about. That. I mean, WrestleMania should not on a Sunday night when people. I hate to sound like old Uncle Elmer here or whatever. Like when people have to be up for work the next morning, WrestleMania should be going until twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning, and or whatever and it is. Whoever decided to give Triple H and Reigns like half an hour to work with when they were so far past the time. Need if they if they weren't fired immediately, then like that company is even more of a joke than you thought. They're just it's fucking terrible. It's terrible, 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 terrible. We we have the same ones, so I have nothing to add on that. But I do have something. Um, WrestleMania time length from oh, yeah, the past yeah, yeah, five please. years. Oh yes, 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 yes. 
So WrestleMania 30 was three hours, 55 minutes, and 30 seconds long. I'm okay with that. WrestleMania 31 was three hours, 59 minutes, and 38 seconds long. I'm okay with four. I'm okay with four hours for a WrestleMania uh, if they're good. Those were two good WrestleManias. That's why I, I hold that in a different light. But I digress. WrestleMania 32, four hours and 51 minutes in 53 seconds. And I actually thought it was longer than that. But oh, that took forever. WrestleMania 33. Are you including the pre-show? I'm not including the pre-show. So <laughs> you could tack another two hours yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bad. WrestleMania 33, five hours, 10 minutes and 41 seconds. And WrestleMania 34, five hours, ten minutes, and fifty-four seconds. I think I'd even so. Actually, the last two have been longer than thirty-two, which is but crazy. it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't at all. Yeah, I think I'd even tire out of watching good wrestling for seven hours. I I want. I don't even watch the pre-shows for this. We were talking about this. We get together for this. I don't even watch the pre-shows for this. So what happens is, if you stick me in a bar. And I don't have to, like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm having fun because it's a great environment. Yeah. You know, it's always a good time. I've got these two and like whoever else. It's a great time. And the beer's not expensive. I'm going to drink. When you put on a shitty show that bores the shit, like it just, it's so boring. I'm going to drink more. I, for however many, God, the last four years at least have been so blind, pissed, drunk <laughs> during that show that I remember the one I fucking walked out during the main event. I walked out. I was like, I'm fucking going home. I like. I, I, I do remember that you were just. Yeah, as, as I was gone. like, I literally had. And, and Hickey like, was like, Why did Jeremy? Leave? Yeah, and like, <laughs> and like my tolerance. Like he just had enough. To be I'm abundantly clear. To be abundantly clear, my tolerance for alcohol is pretty high. Like, and I literally was like. I am too fucked up to watch this. Like, this is so bad. It's so boring. I don't care who wins out of The Rock and Cena. It was 29. Cena had won the year before. I knew who the... Or Rock had won the year before. I knew who the fuck was going to win. I was drunk. The show sucked before then. I just watched Triple H and Brock Lesnar hug each other for 30 minutes. I, I was done. I'm like, fuck this. I, was, I remember which one I left. I was done. Katniss, who I love, came out for last year's and I barely remember talking to him because I was so drunk. Cause the show was so bad. I was like, like this. It's so bad. Such a bad show. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't hang with those run times. And I always tell myself, I'm going to have a beer an hour, which means I would have five, which I could do. But then I, I hate everything so much. It's just the frustration of watching something for that long. And I think it's more also the frustration of them completely fucking up the booking mm-hmm. over, and over. over and over again. And over. To add to the WrestleMania hate for 32, besides the shitty main event, besides the 20-minute rock promo with a blowtorch to take on Eric Rowan for 10 seconds, Shane McMahon against The Undertaker in a Hell in the oh, Cell match. Yes. Talk about matches that didn't need to happen. Well, the yes. stipulation was if Shane lost, he was done with the company, blah, 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 blah. If he won, he got control of Raw. There's no reason for The Undertaker to wrestle that match. No motive. 
But he does. Like, he's going to go in there and take on Shane McMahon. didn't Shane get control of Raw the next night anyway? Yes. 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 He did, yes. And not just that. There's a spot where he's in that fucking chokehold thing. The Undertaker has Shane McMahon. Let's be abundantly clear. Shane McMahon is not a wrestler. Shane McMahon gets to do more shit as a non-wrestler than most wrestlers get to do to guys that actually matter in this business than anybody should. Fuck Shane McMahon. And and in that match, he goes from that whatever dragon hold sleeper thing, he puts The Undertaker in a goddamn sharpshooter from it. It's the most the absurd. The triangle choke, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, most yeah, absurd yeah, yeah. shit. And you know the whole thing is just so he can jump off of a cage so people can be like, Shane McMahon's a good wrestler. He's not. Yeah. And, and like, it's so bad. And he's going toe-to-toe, neck-and-neck with The Undertaker in that. The same dude who two years later will job out John Cena in less than three minutes. It's it's so dumb. That whole show, that's the that's the ladder match that Zack Ryder wins the Intercontinental title. Ooh. And the whole time I said this, I'm like, that's going to be a title that gets changed tomorrow on Raw. And, and what happens? Exactly. Loses it on Raw. It's a terrible pay-per-view. One that you guys missed, WrestleMania 27. Main event: John Cena versus The Miz. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. bad. Is that also the one where? Is this the one where Diddy plays for like a half hour? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Which and, one did Kid Rock guest on? Oh, that might have been yeah. Um, and he, five he, of them. And he, <laughs> but he went to sing. He get in the pit, and like no one sings back at him or whatever. I remember. But, Twenty-seven. I'm pretty sure is also the one. Is that the one that has? It's, I, I want to say it's twenty-seven or twenty-nine. Has Jerry Lawler against Michael Cole? Oh yes, oh yes, right. Oh, that was yeah. atrocious. Drizzling right. shits to use right. a wrestling right. term. Really, <laughs> really, really bad card. Um, tw- what is another one that I I wanted to shit on for a second? Um, you guys, you guys hit the major ones. Here's the thing: if WrestleMania one didn't have so much historical value. It's a shitty card. It sucks. It's a really bad card. Ways, yeah. I mean, my version of torture is if I have to watch Andre the Giant against Big John Stud on a loop for like uh, a week. I think my favorite match in that card is Junkyard Dog against Greg Valentine. And it has a bad yeah, ending. Yeah, too. right. Exactly. It has a bad ending. <laughs> so, it, yeah, I mean, there's some really big flubs. I mean, even this last year's, the main event, like it's it's like... The last couple of years, they've done this thing where they try so hard to make it, and and it works this year because we're going to talk about our picks, and I have no idea what to pick Um, because of their booking and because it's been so weird and all over the place. You know, everybody thought this year, like, Reigns has beaten Lesnar, and then they had him job to Lesnar in the main event clean and not a long match. Mm -hmm. They had AJ Styles' first WrestleMania match against Chris Jericho, a guy who does not need the rub, and they had AJ Styles' job out to him. They had, I mean, it's all this weird stuff randomly for the last few WrestleMania. Jinder Mahal went in that. that you, wasn't that, that U.S. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. The four-way, four-way match yeah, with yeah. like Orton and Rusev and somebody. Bobby Roode. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it just, it, there's this, it's just all over the place. It's like they don't have a plan. They're just going like, well, this will fuck with people a little bit. And then they do it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, Can I just read you the WrestleMania 27 card? Because sure. this is unbelievably forgettable. Right. People forget how bad this show is. And 29, I want you to pull up after that, too, because 29 is really bad. Okay. Sheamus defeated Daniel Bryan. Uh, that was that, 27. That, that's 28. That's got to be. Because Daniel nope, Bryan. Nope, that is 27. I thought 27 started with Edge against Alberto Del Rio. 
Nope, that was the third match on the card. Mm, no, you you looked up. I'm I'm telling you, you you got you got the wrong thing. I know, but is that Wikipedia? It is Wikipedia. Well, Wikipedia is lying to you. <laughs> I'm telling you. There was also a battle royal that the Great Khali won. Oh, well, good. I you know. Thank God. I was really uh, worried that Kali wouldn't win the Battle Royal. Doubling down on the shit. Here we go. This this is the WrestleMania 27 card. Because I know 28 started with that. Okay. Wh- that's, that's Wikipedia. The very op- the lumberjack op- match. The opening matches. Oh, that Ed- must have been. Okay, those were um, pre-show matches. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so yeah, that was yeah, a pre- yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Sheamus... Uh, Edge against Alberto no Del Rio is the first okay. match. And that's for the world, the SmackDown World title. Right. And that's, that's, uh, and, and that's Edge's last match. Actually, ever, um, because of his neck, he, he retired he like retired a week it, later. No, the next was, night, I was—I thought it was like a week later. Was it? It was something like it. It was not long after though. Okay, that Cody also Rhodes. has the Snooky yeah. Stratus. Yeah, yep. Cody Rhodes defeated Rey Mysterio. Okay, Big and Show, that was decent enough. Kane, Kofi, and Santino defeated the Core. Yeah, Randy uh, Orton Corey, defeated yeah. <laughs> Randy Orton defeated CM Punk. One yeah. of the few good matches on the card. The aforementioned. Unnecessary Michael Cole Jerry Lawler match, and to be abundantly clear, that match goes for thirteen minutes and fifty one seconds. Get the wow! Fuck out. No yeah. joke, man. Wow. No joke. And it, it, it's so bad. Miz and Cena in the main event. Well, Triple H against the Undertaker. Yep, Triple H and the Undertaker in a no holds barred match, and it's terribly overrated. And the, the Snooki. The, the, not not yep. forget Snooki. John Morrison, <laughs> Snooki, and Trish Stratus. Against Ziggler and Lay Cool. Oh, Lay Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a really bad card. I can't even fucking hear this lineup, let alone watch it. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, and, and even worse, like, the, the Miz got a concussion like five minutes <laughs> yeah, into the main right, event. Yeah, right, right. And The Rock interferes in the main event to set up the, few, the next year's WrestleMania. So you took a WrestleMania and bombed out the main event for the sake of booking next year's WrestleMania. Which is really kind of a kick in the balls to any fan who actually paid for that. And this was before the network. So people paid for that to watch The Rock interfere. It cost John Cena his match against The Miz so that they could set up The Rock against Cena a year later. They call it once in a lifetime. And then the very next year, have the same stupid match. <laughs> right? This is what's happened to it since, I think the last, I mean... They had a couple of good years in there. 30 and 31 are great. I almost mentioned the DX versus NWO moment with Sting and Triple H, but everyone knows that should have been Sting against the Taker. I digress. Look at um, 29 also. It's the Shield against the Big Show, Sheamus, and Randy Orton. Don't skip 28. No, no, no. no. 28, 28 wasn't... It, it, well, well, it wasn't great. Okay. But 29, Mark Henry versus Ryback. Ooh. Kane and Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler and Biggie Langston. Okay. Fandango against Chris Jericho. That was when they were going to push Fandango to the moon and, and a week later change their mind. Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger for the world oh, title. Oh, yeah. We the people. That's where, yeah, the whole Del Rio Mexican. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. uh-huh. The only oh. good match on the card, CM Punk versus The Undertaker. And then Triple H versus Brock Lesnar, which goes for 23 minutes and 49 seconds. And it's awful. 748 suplexes. Right. And The Rock against John Cena in their rematch where everybody knew who was going to win. Anyways, there's your shitty WrestleManias. Let's talk about 
good WrestleManias. I know what your favorite is. Go ahead. WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania 30. I, I mean... I, I wouldn't even say it's the best WrestleMania. No, but, but, no, no, but it's but great. It's my favorite. It has the moments of uh, Cesaro winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I and love that. they should have done something with him and after did, the fact. The nothing. crowd was crazy for him doing that. Brock Lesnar ending the streak. Like you said, it's is a bad match, great moment. The whole Daniel Bryan. The Daniel Bryan-Triple H match almost missed awesome. my top Almost made yeah, mine as well. Yeah. It's, it's literally yeah. my number 11. Mm, yeah. It's on my list. So that, um, I just thought from... I wouldn't say top to bottom solid card, but considering what was um, around it, with the exception of thirty one, um, it it was it was a breath of fresh air for me. For sure, yeah. and here's a couple of cool moments that people forget about too. The opening of the show is Hogan, Austin, and The Rock in the ring. Oh yeah, just oh, riffing yeah. for a while. And he keeps saying, "Isn't that one where he Hogan calls says it the, the Silver, Silver Dome, Dome right? instead of the Super Dome?" <laughs> And the, and like the fans correct and they bust his fucking chop so hard and they roll with it. It's a great, it's a great like. I usually am totally indifferent to segments or I just hate them. That was a great segment because mm-hmm. that's that's the three biggest stars in that company's history, mm-hmm. not named Bruno San Martino and like they're bigger than Bruno. Let's face it, mm-hmm. and they're in that ring and they're doing that and that's super cool. And it's the thirtieth WrestleMania. Another one that's really cool is you've got the Shield against Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Oh, yeah. And they destroy them. Destroy them. And it's a passing of the torch moment. There's these occasional WrestleManias, like 10 is one of them, where they gave the title to Bret Hart after they fucked him over the year before against Hogan and went, we got it wrong, we need to get it right, and we need to change some things. There's stuff like that. And they did that that year, giving Daniel Bryan the title, because they weren't going to do that. That was Batista's belt to win. Daniel Bryan was going to be the dude that held the belt, transitioned it to Orton, got squashed as a challenger, and bumped back down to the mid card. And Batista was kind of going to come in as the hero, win the Rumble, win the match against Orton, blah, 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 blah. A change of plans. They had to acknowledge that they fucked that up. And in doing so, they were like, well, we're going in this whole new direction. Now, understand that the Rumble before that is where Reigns got his diesel push. And then they squashed there. So, like, a year ahead, they were thinking, like, Daniel who? Because Roman Reigns is going to ascend. I digress. Cool moment there. So, I like WrestleMania 30. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, uh, WrestleMania 19, I love. It had Great match. the match. Great yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels. I love the Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle match. It has another moment. It's, I wouldn't even consider it a moment, but that botch yep. where he misses the shooting star yep. press. I mean, that's a classic It almost moment. made my list. Yeah. Um, I like that. I can't not say WrestleMania 17. I mean, it does, it's not my favorite, but it's the best pay-per-view ever. Like you said, you got the you know the Austin Rock match. You got TLC. I mean, there's some really good matches. Is Angle that, that and has Benoit. Angle and Benoit. Triple H and The Undertaker. And, and even, the first um, of what ended up being a trilogy, it just wasn't three years in a row. Even also, Vince versus Shane. Also, yeah. really yeah. underrated match on there is Jericho William against Regal. Oh, that's, yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's the opener. Yeah. That's the uh, opener. Right, right. Yep. Um, there's Taz and the APA against the right to censor. Oh, yeah, Bull Buchanan, the good father, yes, and whatever Val Venus was at that. <laughs> WrestleMania 21, which has, uh, of course, you know, I, I love the uh angle HBK card, but also, I mean, the two pa- that they made two stars that night as well, and John Cena and Batista. I mean, it may uh, not made them. Brought them to the pinnacle of their sure, heights. Sure. You and know. the first Money in the Bank match. Yes, That's absolutely. Huge. Right. Huge. Right. Okay. And WrestleMania three. 
Um, yep. I, I would just throw it out there. I mean, it's iconic. Yep. It's iconic. Yep, for sure. All right, other than the ones you mentioned, I wanted to add, like, a personal favorite of mine would be WrestleMania six. Okay. Okay. Just because that was probably the one that I've watched the most of. Sure. Um, even just some of the squash matches on there are good, like Rick Rude against Jimmy Snuka. Yep. They d- every match there flows really well together, and they seem to serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. another one would be WrestleMania Ten. Oh, yep. yes, two yes, yes, incredible. Two of the best matches great. that could it's possibly great. happen. Yes. A great ending. Um. And earthquake squashing atom bomb. Can't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna versus Doink and Dink. Oh, the great match. So no, but but, even, but that but ladder match is the ladder oh. match is amazing. The opener is amazing. Bret Hart winning in the end is a great moment. And Randy Savage has his last WWF match versus Crush. Crush, yes. Yep, great card. Great card. I will. Concede my time to the man from Bellevue. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the gentleman from Bellevue. But before I do, though, I will uh, bust your chops, all three of you, for not including, uh, unless I missed it, uh, was it Seven S- Slaughter? I uh, Seven is completely uh, underrated. Yeah. What? Really, what? No, no, no. It is. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's worse. No. You're saying oh. worse. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, uh, I disagree yes, with you. Yes. Here, good. Not yeah. a fan of the blindfold match. Oh, that, that, <laughs> terrible oh, match. That is terrible match. That that might go down as the, big, the, yeah, worse. Uh, come on, man. Hold on, no, no, no. Did you, okay. when's the last time you actually watched Hogan versus Slaughter in there? Taking the storyline out of it for a minute. Taking well, I you have to for a second. Taking the storyline. Are we out taking of it, the score out of the baseball game? Also, <laughs> I mean, what? well, that's still based on performance. If you take the fact that you hate two teams out of a good baseball game. Like, I don't like the Yankees or the Red Sox, but if I watch the Yankees and the Red Sox and it's a good game, I'll still acknowledge it's a good game. Fair enough. Right. Slaughter bumps his ass off for an old dude in there and mm. makes Hogan look like a million bucks. You also have the Hart Foundation against the Nasty Boys. Pretty good match. <laughs> You're fucking killing me. No, dude. It's a <laughs> the Nasty Boys, man. Come on, dude. Yes, the Hart Foundation was that good. I have to rewatch actually... that because I would be inclined to agree yeah. with Daryl on that one. But... Your, op- your opening match. Your opening match. No joke. Hear me out. Your opening match is the Rockers against Haku and the Barbarian. David versus Goliath, and it's a fantastic match. For an opener, go watch it again. Now, there's plenty of bullshit in there, but Heart Foundation against the Nasty Boys. Was that Undertaker against Snuka? Correct, and that starts the streak, so historically it's got value. It's got the Ultimate Warrior against Randy Savage in that retirement match, which is a big deal, and it has one of the best WrestleMania moments ever, right? It's got Mr. Perfect against the Big Boss Man, which is a very (laughs) short match, but that was Bossman's face when he was faced. Yeah, and yeah. Bossman was in a hot streak. Like, okay, check it again. Slamboree 94. Watch the big Bossman take on Vader. Big Bossman could work in his prime. He just, the prime was, like, very brief. Don't diss Ray Trailer, man. Come uh, on. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. There's there's garbage in there, but there's stuff going on. <laughs> Here's the thing. It gets, a, it gets a bad rap because on paper and the buildup to it was so tasteless and yes, so bad. Yes. I understand. Plus the fact that they couldn't sell out the Coliseum. Correct. And yeah, it right. I understand. That's, well, that's hilarious. Well, I mean, I mean, be honest. If it was, if it, here's how you sell out the Coliseum. Give the people Hogan versus Warrior 2. Then you sell out the Coliseum. They weren't willing to do that because they didn't, neither one wanted a job and they didn't want right. to bury either guy and whatever. So... So, in other words, for the past 20-ish years in sports entertainment, 
you must be willing to sort through 25 piles of shit <laughs> to find one half cooked kernel of popcorn. We just talked about WrestleMania. We just talked about WrestleMania 10 being a great WrestleMania. Right. There's two great matches. Name something else on there that's really good. Doesn't exist. Exactly. Exist. But it's a good WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could name plenty. I mean, name. T- okay, tell me a good show. Tell me a really good show. A, a good pay per view. From what company? Doesn't matter. Because if you say ECW, I'll sh- I'm shitting all over it a million times over. And I love ECW, but there is nothing on there where you're going to get more than on, one man. good match. Settle, Even Barely Legal. No, no, no. It's a top pay-per-view. Um, There's yeah. two good matches on Barely Legal. That's it. The, uh, damn it. I, 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 it was the, was it Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, Dude, New Japan's different level. And not just that, but you're setting, you're, you're, okay. Your 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 idea of a great card. Here's the thing. My WrestleManias, my wrestling cards. I want variety. I want a bloodbath. I want comedy. I want like two big names. Like you named Rock versus Hogan. Not a good match. Great moment gets the crowd involved. That's what matters. I want tag team wrestling. I want lucha. I want this. I want a little bit of everything involved in whatever. What makes WrestleMania 17 great? isn't just Austin versus The Rock. It's that you have two, three of the best tag teams in the world doing a car crash match. Sure. You have Angle versus Benoit in a technical classic. You have a gimmick battle royal in there that makes no goddamn sense. You have Vince and Shane. But it's fun. It, yeah, that yeah, gimmick yeah. battle royal yeah. is fun. You have Vince and Shane in a match where it's two non-wrestlers in a match, but the storyline going into it was so good, and the people in their parts was so great, and the payoff was so great, it doesn't matter. WrestleMania 3 is one of the best WrestleManias ever, and there's one really good match. One. But it's Hogan versus Andre, and it ended the way that it should end. It had parts in it that were really, really good. No card, very few cards ever, ever hit it out of the park entirely. A lot of cards, it's a mixed bag, and that's okay. It's a matter of of figuring out, does the good outweigh the bad? If the good outweighs the bad, not numerically speaking, but impact-wise, mm-hmm. then it, it wins. We were talking about WrestleMania 3. If you go through that card and look at the matches, you got one match that historically is great and one match that is actually great. And then you have like 12, 10, 12 other matches that are shit, mm-hmm. that are just whatever. But you remember WrestleMania 3 because it's 93,000 bullshit number people in the Silver Dome watching the two biggest stars at the time. And you go, WrestleMania 3 was awesome. Right. Yeah. Even, right. even like watching, I don't know, the, whoever was on it, uh, the Beverly Brothers against whoever in WrestleMania 3, it doesn't matter because it was like just seeing them in this atmosphere right. made right. it seem special. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at one of the ones that I was going to say. No, go ahead. I mean. Uh, I, no, I, I'm just saying I'm going to fucking argue on the fucking nasty boys, man. Come on. <laughs> Did you Come watch on. the match? No, I don't fucking need to watch the match. Actually, you do. You've and, seen one how, fucking how nasty boys no, no, match. No, no. You've seen them all. No, no, how many no, times on. did Jim Neidhart wind up Seriously. in, 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 in no, an no, armpit? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm being serious. Look, look. The sun shines on every dog's ass once. The, the nasty boys had a great match against the Steiners right before they left for WWF. It was at one of the Halloween Havocs. Look it up. Their match against Cactus Jack and Max Payne at, at Spring oh, Stampede 94. No, listen. Spring Stampede 94, the Nasty Boys versus Cactus Jack and Max Payne. 
watch that match and tell me that you're not fucking blown away by it, especially because it's 94 and that's before ECW really started to take off and they aped that style entirely. Watch that match. And then watch the next month where the Nasty Boys take on Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan. It's, it's Slamboree 94. And tell me that the, sla- that the Nasty Boys never had a good match. I hate the Nasty Boys. Fuck Brian Nobbs, fuck Jerry Sags, but those matches that I'm talking about, those four matches, and I'm not saying it's a match of the year contender, but those matches against Cactus Jack and his various partners there actually were. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I'm going to have to take your word for it, too. Watch. I'm I'm telling you, watch. I I believe you. I just, uh, I'm with Daryl. I hate the Nasty Boys. I hate the Nasty Boys, too. I think they are the definition of the drizzle and shit. They just bring nothing to the table There are a lot of guys that I hate in the business who I can go like, I hate Randy Orton. Randy Orton's match at Backlash 2004 against Mick Foley is fucking phenomenal. fantastic. Phenomenal. It's one of my favorite matches ever, and I fucking hate Randy Orton. Period. I'm just saying, if your biggest contribution to the fucking industry is the pit stop, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay, okay. You oh, win. I mean, you win. again, yeah, yeah. anybody is capable of having a good I'm match. Sure, Rikishi might have had a good. The match best ECW or, match. That, the best the ECW match face. that ever happened had the pit bulls in it. And the Pitbulls were shitty workers. Yeah, sure. that's a good point. I, I, that's a good listen, point. Yes. I was ceding the floor to you, Mister from Bellevue. So go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get into this year's card? Yeah. Well, I I want I want to I want to talk about a card that gets underrated, but there's three matches on it that are great. WrestleMania 26, Chris Jericho versus Edge, right? Mm. Edge loses his cash in essentially. Mm. Uh, Batista versus John Cena. In a good match. Oh, that was good, yeah. And Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good card. Totally underrated. Um, I also think that... I'm trying to think if there's any I'm missing. Eight is pretty good. Uh, it's great. Oh, Sav- Savage, Savage Flair. Flair. Yeah. You have um, Brett Piper, and you also have Hogan and Sid in a terrible main event, but the uh, there's a great gaff moment it, it was. because oh, I, thought, I was thinking never, never. Papa Shango is supposed to interfere before the ref counts three on Hogan's leg drop Papa Shango doesn't show up so Sig kicks out of the leg drop then Papa Shango comes in then the ultimate warrior returns it's this whole clusterfuck at the end but they bring the warrior back and the warrior had lost some like weight and leaned down and they were like it's the warrior's dead it's a fake warrior and that started all that shit so that's a great moment <laughs> Wasn't um, Harvey Whippleman involved with that somewhere yes, too? Yes, 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 yes. He was Sid's manager. Good old downtown Bruno. Sid's manager. WrestleMania 14 gets overlooked. I agree. I agree with you Steve on that Steve Austin one, yes. versus Shawn Michaels in the main event where Michaels is basically working with a broken back. Kane wrestles The Undertaker for the first time. It's not a good match, but it's a moment. Uh, uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie versus the, the New, New Age, Age Outlaws in a dumpster match. Owen Hart versus Triple H in an actually really good match. Oh, yeah, it is. Right. It is, yeah. um, so there's some cool stuff on there. Um, blah 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 blah. I'm getting lost in the the stuff there. Let's talk about this year's card. You called it, so I'm going to start with the matches nobody cares about and the matches that are, which for you, Daryl, is all of them. Uh, but <laughs> just like looking at your paper over there with all of the matches, this card might be eight yep. hours. We long. might be looking at eight six hours. hours. We might be break the six hour mark. Yeah. Well, we're we're hitting a mark here too, so we gotta okay. gun through this part. It, <laughs> it's it's cool to, though. Do you just want to say like maybe just who our pick is? Who our okay. pick is, and yeah. and maybe a brief summary of okay. why. Okay. So we're gonna go with matches that are rumored but haven't been confirmed yet. So let's go with. Uh, I'm gonna go around the table this way. I'm gonna go around the table that way. I'm gonna make myself first on this one because fuck it, and I don't want to be the last on everything because I don't want to be the final word on everything. So we're just gonna make it. Oh, uh, I'm. I don't want to do that. 
Um, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. I think that Finn Balor wins. I think that Finn Balor has to, and I think that they also uh, make Lashley look strong. And Finn Balor does his demon thing uh, because he hasn't done it at a major pay-per-view yet, except for whenever he took on Baron Corbin at some SummerSlam and squashed him. Um, and Baron Corbin could get squashed every match forever for the rest of eternity, and I'd be fine with that. Um, Balor uh, wins. Lashley moves on to the world title scene, and they start to repackage him and rebuild him up. So that's mine. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to go with um, Finn Balor in that one as well. And I'm probably in the minority. I don't care for the face paint. It just does nothing for me. I think but it's people cool like it, it. I think it's so. It's, that's all right. I think it's cool that it differentiates between two aspects of his character. Uh, and and it'd be one thing if he brought it out every pay per view, but, but he, he does. doesn't. Right. It, so I like that. Um, but I get it. And also, I'd still. Well, I guess he finally did get it. I'll pass on that, Daryl. Who do you think? I have no preference. I would say I maybe like Bowler a slight bit more than Lashley. Uh, so I'll go with Balor, but I wouldn't mind seeing either one win. And I'm going to make it a unanimous. I agree Balor will win. I also hope this is the end of Bobby Lashley and uh, Leo Rush, because I think he, Leo definitely needs to go off in his own because he's a very talented wrestler. 205 Live, maybe. I think he needs to yeah. go to 205 yeah. Live, and I think that Bobby Lashley needs to hook up with Paul Heyman. That would be perfect. Yes. That would yes. be perfect for Get him. rid of Brock Lesnar, and he goes, I may have lost one MMA guy, but here's my other guy, and he's legit, and you can start yeah. pushing him towards the world title. Bobby Lashley needs a fucking mouthpiece, period. I mean, great worker, zero personality. <laughs> when he's, would do great look, great, great look, yeah. but yeah. Great great worker when he's in there with the right yes. worker. And when he gets the right time, and if his character's built up a certain way, like, they finally got it right in Impact. They made him look like a real ass kicker, and they brought him here, and, and it's it's been... Two weeks he's great, two weeks he's shit. So it's really inconsistent booking with him. I'd like to see him against Lesnar at some point. Just uh, both MMA guys. Uh, I would yeah. like to see. I, I we'll get into this later, but I would like to see Lesnar leave for a while. Be, I mean, I would just like that anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I would like to see Lesnar leave for a while. Heyman takes Lashley under his wing, pushes him wherever. Lashley becomes this big thing. Brock Lesnar comes back and like is pissed off, and then maybe you can do something there. I don't. It's not something I want to see without a good build because neither one of those are really fantastic workers. Brock Lesnar looks really good when he's in there with guys who he can throw around like pinballs. Bobby Lashley's not that dude. So, all right, Matt, you're up. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus uh, Nia Jackson, Tamina versus the Ilconics. Who wins that? I'm going to say the champions retain their title simply because there's really no legitimate reason to take it off of them mm -hmm. at this point. Sure. Sure. I'm going to go with Natty and Beth because I think Natty is one of the finest things walking the <laughs> earth. <laughs> Fair enough. I would agree the champs retain. The only reason I wouldn't, unless I think they need to build some drama. I'm still waiting for the... I mean, they've done Sasha Bailey as, as a friend feud. I want a bitter feud with those two. Um, I could also, though, see Natalia and Beth Phoenix only because they'll give Beth Phoenix a final moment as champion. But then she has to drop it probably the next night in Raw anyway. So She's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. That's your moment. I'm going to say Bailey. I'm going to say the champs retain. All right. Yeah. And, and Edge chose her over Lita. So, <laughs> you know, uh, 
I'm going with the champs, and I'm only going with the champs because I still think I think that ultimately it plays into how many titles are going to change hands. Um, I think that yeah. some titles have to stay where they're going to be. Um, I think that um, I think that also they're going to build towards one of the SmackDown teams winning them at some point. Uh, give the rub to somebody over there um, and build to a feud between the two, which you kind of alluded to, which I hadn't even thought about until you mentioned it. So, okay. Daryl, Oscar versus Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. Oscar. Yep. Oscar. Oscar. Unanimous. Yep. Too early. Too soon. She just got the belt and they booked her like shit. And I can't believe she doesn't have a better opponent. So, whatever. Justin, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. That's actually a hard one. My my gut is just to say Buddy Murphy, but I've always kind of liked Tony Nese. I mean, he's he's got a good look. I think he's very talented. I'm going to say Buddy Murphy. I wouldn't be shocked if Tony Nese won it, but I'll, my answer is Buddy Murphy. Okay. I am going to go with Buddy Murphy because I think they're trying to make him a very dominant force on 205 Live and establish that belt. Cedric had a nice long run before him. He's had a nice long run, too. Uh, forgetting about the fact that Lesnar is a part-timer who shows up occasionally to bounce around like a dickhead. Um, most of the titles bounce around periodically to whomever. The one good thing about 205 Live is they don't care about that show. They just don't. So whoever's booking it has complete freedom to make it about wrestling. And part of what makes wrestling cool is when a championship matters. Buddy Murphy keeps that until it's a challenger they can build up to take him on appropriately. I think the champ retains, and my only hope for this match is they get a good 10 to 15 minutes. Yep, yep. yep. Agreed. Agreed. My only Agreed. hope, because that, that match could steal the show. It Buddy could, Murphy absolutely. is the most improved wrestler from last year that I saw. Um, total guy who was on the verge of being a non-entity in the business, recreated himself, redid it, and worked his ass off, and puts on damn good matches. So. I prefer Nice. I just okay. don't like Buddy Murphy. Okay. Fair enough. Um, okay, Daryl. Triple H versus Batista in a no-holds-barred match. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly a tough one. I mean, I you know, I feel like they're bringing Batista back to, to push the hell out of him, but... Uh, at the same time, I, I just don't see Triple H doing the job. I, I'm going to go with Triple H. Okay. You're up, Matt. I am going to go with the son-in-law as well. Okay. I have not heard anything about Batista continuing after this. So my, my answer with this, when I can't determine who's going to be the winner here because really there's no nothing for anybody to gain <laughs> no one wins in this yeah, match uh, well, even well, the fans here's the thing they were smart <laughs> it's a match enough that doesn't they, need to happen they were smart enough to at least book the no holds barred thing so there's part of me that gives a shit if it was a straight wrestling match i don't care it's it's two guys who are too old to be doing this in a match that you know neither of them has been around long enough there's gonna be ring rust there's gonna be whatever they threw together it in a no holds barred scenario um I think that the idea will be that Batista will stick around for one more show and maybe put over Reigns or Rollins. So I'm going with Batista because I can't see any other reason to bring him back for one match. 
Okay, I'm going to go with Triple H. My okay. prediction, actually, I hope this match is early because I can go get food during this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the bathroom break. <laughs> yeah, match, or the yeah. bathroom break. I match. will say yeah. one thing about it. I think the way that they brought Batista back was really well done. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. And that's why I'm thinking Triple H, just with how he, the whole thing on Flair and his 70th birthday, I, I feel like there's going to be some retribution for that. If you get a chance on Instagram, and this is a free plug for somebody, follow WrestleBotch on Instagram. Great account. And they did this thing where they spliced up the promo, and it's the most homoerotic thing between <laughs> Batista and Triple H. Go look at WrestleBotch. Okay. It's amazing. Okay. It's like, oh, you want me, bro? And he's like, yeah, I want you. I'm going to take you. <laughs> like this whole thing. It's fantastic. Give me what I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. <laughs> All right, I'm up. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Young guy beats the old guy. Joe has been way overdue to be doing whatever, and the U.S. title has bounced around too much. This is where Joe gets a win, and the title stays where it's supposed to stay. That actually took me a second to figure out who the young guy was in that scenario. Uh, well, yeah. I yeah, mean, really. Joe's not young because <laughs> no. he's been around in the indies forever, but he's right. young for this company. He's younger than Rey, and he's also... He's... Talk about a guy that really was like, smoking hot during his angles with uh Lesnar and whatever where they kind of didn't really Joe, capitalize. Joe is really fucking good. He's also he's injury great. prone. He's, great, he's yeah. really injury prone and I think that hurts him a lot. So yeah, I'm going to go great. with Joe in this one as well. Cool. Cool. Mad respect for Ray, but I I I would hope to hell that Joe takes it. Mm-hmm. If Ray wins, I riot. Um, no, I'm all Joe on this one. Yeah. Fair. This is a fun open one. Andre the Giant Battle Royal, Mr. Matt. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who's even in this match? Every asshole that doesn't have a match elsewise. So oh, you're gonna right. have you're gonna have Braun Strowman. That's no. Right. You might have Kevin Owens. Uh, you might have Ginger Mahal. You oh, might... you know who? A returning Sami Zayn. Okay. okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, you're up, Daryl. Fucking battle royals are the Donald Trump of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Strowman, I don't know. Don't okay. fucking care. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to say a returning Bray Wyatt. Oh, <laughs> that's a good pick. That's a good pick. So both of you guys are picking returns. Here's who I'm picking. Andrade. Oh, oh I hope. Uh, I know. I you just, them. you just, yeah. yeah. They're trying yeah. to keep him, and they, they... They've apparently backed out of the Rey Mysterio angle, blah, 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 whatever. I think that's where it goes. Daryl, The Miz versus Shane O'Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Holding the company line, Shane O'Mac. Okay. You're up. Uh, I'm going to say Shane O'Mac, too, and I don't really want to but i i, I agree yeah i'm saying shane O'Mac, <laughs> yeah. and here's why because the miz is not usually a good face he did a good promo this past tuesday uh this is the beginning of the story this was building to this this doesn't get blown off here shane O'Mac wins maybe he gets some help from somebody that we don't expect and that leads to another thing maybe miz gets a different partner and they kind of wrap that around go to SummerSlam, do another stunt show where the miz goes over he's a face and then whenever he's not facing shane he flops as a face and turns back into a heel and it's all for naught but I'm going with Shane. I'm going to go with Miz. Okay. Cool. I, I put absolutely no thought into that. I don't <laughs> care about either. They of didn't them put much <laughs> thought into that match either. So that's that's a good answer, Matt. It's like how like I just couldn't believe this was all based on how Miz's dad was not proud 
of him. Like, how could you not be? Yeah. What it, kind it of asshole very, are was, you that you're not proud of I your know. I thought that's the worst storyline. He was on the real world, came into the company trying to be a wrestler. And he yeah. did Everybody it. Everybody gave him shit. He yeah. did it. He married one of the most beautiful women that's possible. He main evented a WrestleMania. is a multimillionaire. Has his has own crossover. TV show. Yeah. Like, and he's like, like, I'm not proud of you because you're a jerk. <laughs> Like get when, the fuck out! Whenever somebody right. was telling me that was the storyline, I thought it was bullshit. Yeah, no. I really didn't. Right. Think no, that's a shitty storyline. <laughs> that might real. be that might be a good swerve. Mrs. Dad turns on him at Mania. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then at SummerSlam we could have the match: Vince and Shane against Miz oh. and Mr. Miz. Oh, oh God, damn! God, that's it. Everybody wow. wants it's possible. Right? It is it's possible. possible, right? God, fuck! Uh, all right, Justin. Okay. Uh, it's so weird to call you Justin. That's <laughs> All right. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. A match that I actually think is going to be decent. Um, I'm going to say yeah, Randy Orton. All right. By no, that's a flip of a coin for me. All right. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to say I'm saying Randy Orton because the story's just starting. It used to be that WrestleMania was the blow off to all the feuds. Oftentimes now, WrestleMania is where the story starts. Great point. And so, uh, you know, that's where... The, and you can't have all the faces winning. And I have faces winning in some pretty big matches. I think they're going to space them out appropriately and do it the right way. I think that um, this is one where you have to build up some pretty good heels on SmackDown. Because uh, you've got Daniel Bryan. That's really it. you got a lot of good faces. So I'm going with Randy Orton right there. I'll also go with Randy Orton. Okay. And I think it's three reluctant Randy Orton. Oh, I right? fucking yeah. hate Any, Randy anything Orton. involving yeah, yeah, Randy Orton. If you're yeah. talking AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, as far as like fandom, uh, like I am a huge AJ Styles mark, always have been, always will be. I fucking hate Randy Orton in every way, shape, or form. It was purely a popularity vote or quality of wrestling. AJ Styles a, a thousand times out of a thousand. But. I can almost predict how it's going to end, too. I see uh, AJ go for that amazing elbow and Randy Orton doing an RKO yeah. into it, something yeah. like Darryl, that. Daryl, who's yeah. your pick? I, I, Jeremy's logic damn near swayed me, but I'm going to stick with Styles because the ink is not is barely dry on the extension. Okay. Good okay. point. Good point. Good mm. point. All right. You are up, Mr. Matt. All right. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Ooh. Don't care about this match at all. Roman See, Reigns. Here's the thing. I am super, like, I'm surprisingly enthused about this match because. I'm glad someone is. Well, no, I, I think that Roman Reigns is terribly underrated as a worker whenever he's I in agree a with that. work because he gets the Zenith treatment where, like, he's overpushed. And so everybody thinks that he sucks. And he doesn't suck. He can work. He's had really good matches when he's in the right scenario when they don't cater the booking to trying to do something in that regard. When it's fuck all booking and it's just a good match, he can work. Drew McIntyre cut his teeth on the indies. Drew McIntyre is a damn good worker for a big guy. And if they get enough time, they tell the right story, they can have a really good match. I think it's going to be a dark horse candidate. I hope I hope you're right and hope for their sake that they do actually get some time. Mm -hmm. I, I Absolutely. I have a modicum of respect for Reigns, and there is no love lost between me and McIntyre, so Reigns. Okay. You're up. I'm going to say Roman Reigns for no other reason just to feel good after the after the leukemia, but I love Drew McIntyre personally. Yeah. I really want big things for him. I am actually – I'm going to be the guy that says Drew McIntyre, and here's why. If you think about it, on Ron, this is before the roster shakeups and all that stuff, Let's 
here I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this. I'm picking Rollins to win because they have to get it off of Lesnar. I, I just I you've you you've done this so many times that you have to. So Rollins wins. Well, who's up after Lesnar? Strowman's a face. Baron Corbin, nobody gives a shit about. So you got McIntyre and Lashley that you can build up before you maybe do a turn, which we've talked mm, about. Which we've talked about, right? It doesn't make sense the night after. Okay. Build to it. Okay. Okay. But I think that you can build up Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, those guys as challengers to Rollins. And Drew McIntyre, if he wins this match, he can go, I beat your brother, now I'm going to beat you. There you go. So, Okay. Daryl, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> I don't know why. I, like, I, we wrote these down randomly as we were recalling them, so I handed you shit on a silver platter there, but, you know. As much as the 97 German suplexes are going to kill me, I hope Angle wins. Okay. Justin? I can't see, I mean, any possible way Kurt Angle does not win this match. Okay. I am saying that that's not the match that happens at WrestleMania. I am saying that before that... I hope. I hope you're right. Yeah. 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 With with the response being so underwhelming and whatever and blah, 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 John Cena still sitting out there and because of it's going to be a markout moment, whatever. I think that John Cena comes back. I think that Kurt Angle takes on John Cena. I think that because that's great. Kurt Angle beat John Cena in John Cena's first, first match, match. As I say, John Kurt Angle Cena beats join. Kurt yeah. Angle in their last match, but does it in such a respectful manner that you can't help for, but cheer. They both hug. It's a WrestleMania moment. There you fucking go. There it is. I love it. Paid off on 35. You need something for the big one, 35. And you have John Cena come back to take that spot takes Baron Corbin's spot. They have a decent match. It's not going to be great, but a decent match. They recall, leading up to it, the fact that, like, Angle was his first opponent. He's going to be Angle's last opponent, and he finally gets that win. There you go. Love it. Hire the man. <laughs> we got to keep in mind that it's only about two weeks away from WrestleMania. But here's my point. They, they use the Hardys at 34 as a surprise. Right. They understand finally now that people are going to tune in no matter what. It's WrestleMania. Dude, I watched the Super Bowl this year. I fucking hate football anymore. I hate the Patriots. I don't give a shit about the Rams. I knew what was going to happen. I knew how it was going to be. It's the most boring Super Bowl ever. I didn't Did watch you the think first... it would be that bad? No, uh, no, no. I did not, no. But I didn't watch the first half. All right. But I knew the reason I didn't watch the first half is because if it's a blowout, why tune in? But it wasn't, so I tuned in. And it was like, well, it's close, but it's still boring close. But, like, I still watch. Everybody who's even a casual wrestling fan is going to find some place to go to watch WrestleMania. Period. You're not going to spend 70 bucks on it. Like, whatever. I mean, it, honestly, if you order WrestleMania every year, you should just have the network. Uh, it's common sense. For sure, yeah. Because you get the big four and the big four or whatever. But my point being is you're going to watch WrestleMania. So it doesn't matter if they don't do it. They didn't announce Cena versus The Undertaker last year either. There were two unannounced things. It was implied that it was going to happen, but you didn't know if it was going to happen. And Cena bought his ticket to the second row or wherever he was and then sprinted back. And you're like, oh, shit, surprise, right? They're trying to do that manufacturer of that moment because you haven't had a WrestleMania moment since WrestleMania 30. You haven't. This is that year where they get that moment because it's 35. That's a big deal. So. 
you still have to make your pick. For Angle and Corbin? Angle Corbin. Angle. Okay. <laughs> Very judicious. Okay. So, Angle gets three. Uh, Justin. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Um, I think Kofi Kingston. I also, and I hate this idea, um, only because the card's long enough. I wouldn't be surprised if Vince makes... Kofi Kingston earn his shot in that match even that night the way they did with Daniel Bryan years ago. I don't want that to happen. I could just see them just trying to... He has to beat Eric uh, Rowan first. Yeah, something. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. wants to see Eric Rowan uh, wrestle. Right, but I think Kofi yeah. Kingston. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going Kofi Kingston. It won't be a long reign, but it, because Daniel Bryan's heel character has actually taken off really well. It has. It won't be a long reign. It'll be a thing. You can't build it up like this and then not have him win. That's Booker T yeah, versus Triple H exactly. WrestleMania 19. Right. It's fucking garbage. And they've pulled literally every trick out of the bag to make that happen. This is what it's going to be. So they have to do that. It has to be Kofi. It doesn't mean that he's going to hold it more than a month. But you can't. It just doesn't work. Um, I'm going to go with Kofi Kingston. And I absolutely hated on SmackDown on Tuesday after he won the gauntlet match. Everybody was completely hot. It's like, okay, Kofi has his match at WrestleMania, and Vince comes out again. Yeah. And the reaction's just like, what the fuck now? Do Uh, you remember a few months ago, whenever they came on Raw and said, you're going to decide. You, the fans, are going to be the GM. We're going to give you what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It was just more of the same, and it completely deflated the crowd. Uh, not you, okay. Aren't you tired of the the underdog versus the owner of the company? Uh, like uh, it's, I remember, it's been going on for twenty something years. Yeah, now. I remember when it used to be that like the only time that somebody came in, like Jack Tunney or Nick Bockwinkel, or WCW, even right now, whenever Regal comes in in NXT, you right. know it's important, right? And besides that, it's just like here's the match. It's booked. Like, do it and tell a story in the ring and develop a story in the ring and do whatever. Anything besides that, you do that in your promos or you do a thing like that. And they didn't do that. They just, it's, it's, it's overdone. We were talking about that. You're, you're at the point now where you're going to give backlash to it because people at some point, you'll suspend your disbelief to a certain degree. And at some point you go like, we get the fucking point. We get the story. You don't have to pound it into our heads. It's at that point now where if they don't pull the trigger on this, it's all for naught. You cannot extend that story. You can extend it with him winning it only to lose it again. And then when he goes to win it again, somebody turns on him or something else or blah, blah, blah. And you can build it for however long from there. But you can't do it that way here. And I also appreciate the irony that next week on SmackDown, it's more than likely going to be the New Day leading a strike of the SmackDown locker room <laughs> against Vince. Here's another thing. How <laughs> shitty do you feel if you're Mustafa Ali? That was his thing in the Elimination Chamber. And that kid's worked his ass off on 205 Live to be part of the main roster. And people bought into him. And even where he was part of the three-way at Fastlane, they wanted Kofi. And they got him. And the fans were rejecting it. And he worked his ass off in that match and got that match over. And it's a good match. Yeah, it really is. Like that kid, I think he's got. I think he's got good things in his future. They, so I'm it, not... you, I have this. I have this fucking booking dream, where at some point 
They strap the rocket to a guy you wouldn't expect. They have the unexpected... Every Royal Rumble, it's one of like five guys out of 30. So you eliminate 25 of that pool, right? I want that one guy who you wouldn't expect. And I don't want him going in at number one. Because that's another story. I want him going in at like 18. And he doesn't really eliminate more than like one or two guys until he gets to the final four. And like, he does it. And that's fine. And he has to defend that shot going into it and like wins matches that he shouldn't and people buy behind it. But like he struggles to do so. So there's vulnerability. That's that kid. Like do that next year. Build that up for a year. You have that kid now. He's a good worker. He's over with the fans. He's something that you don't have otherwise. Like young, athletic, good looking, Muslim, like all of those things. Like, build that character the right way. They could have done that with... Who the fuck am I thinking of? They screwed it up where they did the terrorist angle. On oh, Smackdown ma- 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 Hassan Muhammad Hassan. Uh, yeah. That was a character where he came in and he's like, I'm an American too. And it was during that thing. And they could have made that a very compelling angle. And they shit the bet on it. And, and like, I know that that's a fallback thing and that's maybe not whatever and I'm rambling a little bit. But my point is that, like, you have a character that can redefine a lot of things. People can actually get behind for a different reason, build it up for a year, make it work. I feel bad for him because this was supposed to be his shot. Daryl Kofi versus Daniel Bryan. The buzz I'm seeing on social media is Kofi, so... Okay. Also, it's also kind of shocking that Daniel Bryan's character right now is a heel. (laughs) He's getting people to boo recycling. Right, right, right. (laughs) right. That's amazing. (laughs) Uh I love it because it shows how good his work is, but I also hate it because, like, if you strip it away, usually you have, like, a reason to boo a heel and a reason to cheer a face, and really the only reason you have to cheer any face is because you don't like him as a heel. (laughs) So, like, like, it's not like some dude comes in and goes, like, yeah, I eat meat. Like, like, Ron, like I said this last time, Ron Swanson is his perfect opponent mm-hmm. because he's like, I eat meat. I don't know what you're talking about with a vegetable. I shoot guns and I hate the government. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, there's your face. You know, it's the libertarian hero. So, anyways. One thing, though, real quick, as far as Mustafa Ali not, you know, getting his spot taken away from Kofi Kingston's worked oh, his butt dude. off for years. Kofi so, Kingston's yeah. a great story because he was supposed to get that mm-hmm. push until he fucked up one spot in one match with dickhead Randy Orton, mm-hmm. who throws a tantrum over shit all the time. Randy Orton is Shawn Michaels mentally and psychologically without the in-ring skill. He's that dude. Like, if you watch Mind Games 96, where it's it's Shawn Michaels against uh, Mankind, great match, right? You can see him literally throw a tantrum in the middle of one of the greatest matches he's ever had, because one spot got blown. Randy Orton freaked the fuck out in one match the same way he buried Ken Kennedy. And fuck Ken Kennedy, because Ken Kennedy yeah, ultimately was nothing. Agreed. But at that time, Ken Kennedy was something. He was injury prone, but he was something. And then he was like, I don't like him. Fuck him. He can't work. Because he blew a couple of spots or he hurt him during a match. Fuck Randy Orton. Randy Orton used to shit in people's bags and he's hurt yes. plenty of people. Yes. He's a piece yes. of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he dictated Kofi getting deep pushed and Kofi got shunted down the card. Kofi did air boom. That succeeded. Kofi did a tag team with CM Punk. It succeeded. Kofi's had a spot every year in the Royal Rumble where he does stuff. It succeeded. Kofi Kingston works his ass off all the time no matter what he gave him. If you remember the New Day when it started, it was them is like 
gospel singer right. and stuff. And then it they try to turn it into this black power right. thing. Right, with Xavier got, Woods being the right, Malcolm X. It got yeah. weird. And through all of it, they just kept reshaping it till it got over. And as overplayed and overdone as they are, they got it over. And Kofi's a huge part of that. Like, I, I if you strip away how redundant and overplayed it is. Like, I don't give a shit about pancakes. I don't want to hear about cereal. I don't care about all the goofy shit that caters to kids. But, like, you have the strong man. You have the mouthpiece and, like, the worker who's underrated. It literally is, like, without the that. The Freebirds? It yeah, is. Yeah. It's the <laughs> Ironically. It's the, extra, the irony that three black the, men are the new Freebirds. It's <laughs> the extracurricular third piece that occasionally yeah. wrestles yeah. and jumps in there. It's your strong guy and it's your good worker. Yeah. Different components, but it works and it makes a lot of sense. Like I respect the shit out of all three of those guys. I do. Uh, totally, totally. Okay, we got off on a big tangent about Kofi, and we're way over time. Uh, am I on Daryl? I think you're on me now. Okay. Brock this kind of feels like how the actual card's gonna go, like, yeah. and then rush towards the end to try yeah. to finish. Right, right, like right, we're right, under right. time constraints, but yeah. we're not under time constraints. I just don't want to make it so that this is unlistenable. Right, but right. like honestly, get drunk enough, it's listenable. That's that's my that's my policy with everything. That it we is create. a WrestleMania podcast, after oh, all. Right. right. I mean, hey, I, I, look, if if one podcast was gonna go long, it should probably be the WrestleMania. If the card right, can right. go eight hours with your pre-show, right. we can go two and a half on the fucking podcast. <laughs> right. So. Matt. Yes. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Brock Lesnar. Yep. Wow. Okay. 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 Why? I think partially because just to piss people off. I feel like that's what they did last year. Yeah. I think they're going to continue to do it. Okay. Okay. Good. Build up that heat. All right. Daryl? I just hope the fuck it's Rollins. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) So sick of Lesnar, so sick of the suplexes and nothing else. And just, you know, I mean, I don't, the part time aspect and I understand just all of it. Sure. I read somewhere this week, sorry to cut you off, Justin, but he hasn't wrestled on Raw in 13 years. (sighs) Brock? Brock. That can't, like, I had, that you can't mean had an right. actual match? Had an actual wow. match That's, on Raw that in 13 years. Awful. He, okay, okay, he had uh, segments, but yeah, you uh, might, that might be actually Because right. I was thinking him and Cena, but that was more just a showdown of... Right, him. that's when he came yeah, back. That was yeah, his return, right. and they built up to Extreme Rules where he jobbed after a chain to the head. Yeah. yeah. That's unacceptable for that's your champion. So it was right after WrestleMania 28, and they're on 35, so it's seven years ago. Right. I don't know that he wrestled on Raw. He did segments... Where he interacted with guys physically, but as far as an actual sanctioned, sanctioned match, I don't That's know. That's insane. Yeah, Seth freaking Rollins. He okay. he becomes the Beast Slayer that he's been claiming himself to be because they can add just another nickname. But I I think it's his time. I as much as I don't want it to be, I I really felt like it should have been. It should have been Balor. It should have been Balor. Absolutely. And, and not and that's not me being a, a Balor, Mark, because I think that Balor has a lot of room to grow as a character and with booking and stuff like that. I don't think that he was ideal. But I feel like whenever they stripped Strowman of his shot, you build in the opportunity for Strowman to cost Lesnar that match out of anger. You build to Lesnar-Strowman at this match, and you have um, Balor against whomever. Reigns, face versus face. Good match, mm-hmm. like, 
at WrestleMania 35 get a solid match regardless. Um, I I don't, you know, I'm looking at it and going like, who are the good workers in the company who are the David to the Goliath? AJ, Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor. He ran through all three of them in the last year and something. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Seth has to be the guy and I'm the ultimate David. And I'm right, slow yeah. to do it because I uh, I I it's rare that they change both world titles at the show and I feel like they have to with Kofi and I feel like they're similar stories. So I say this with a lot of trepidation, but I'm going Rollins and I think that that's so that they can kind of let Lesnar take some time away, come back at some point. You have challengers in Lashley and McIntyre and then maybe Reigns flips like we talked about and you do that thing Reigns Rollins at SummerSlam or something whatever there's a lot of possibilities there so I'm just going with that because at least then they finally have that title on a full-timer you can always slap it back on a part-timer if you have to but like it's been out there so long they have to bring it back to the show especially because they're going to shift a lot of stars to SmackDown because Fox paid billions of dollars to have that show. When now. does that begin? April fifteenth is when they do the roster shakeup. It's not long after that SmackDown moves, hmm. and they're going to move some guys to SmackDown, including I've heard like Lesnar and whoever. They're going to see a shift between Raw and SmackDown as far as what they consider star power and whatever, because that's the company that's paying them billions versus the company that's paying them millions, hmm. and your stockholders move the needle. So that's that. Uh, Daryl, you're up for the last one, man. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Who wins? Ah, man, this is actually a tough one. I... Hmm. I'm going to say Becky, and I, okay. I really don't have justification. I understand the justification. For that. I, un- I With this match, I understand the justification for two of them. I'll say that. Becky, the new female Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. I'm deferring to me last on this one. I say Becky pins Charlotte. Yes, oh, I agree. I don't think Rousey's doing the job. Yeah, yeah. Rousey definitely isn't taking the job. But, I mean, talk about another one that they butchered the build-up to. This one's just mm-hmm. been bad. Agreed. I'm saying this main event's the show. I think it should main event the show. Absolutely. I should, I agree. 35 yeah. should be the first WrestleMania to have the females main event the card. They've earned it. They've put on the best matches all year. Rousey, for all of her flaws, walking down to the ring, smiling, slapping five, doing all that shit, whatever else, blah, 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 blah. In her first year, has become a hell of a worker. And now this twist in her character is something. Because of this twist in her character, and because of all the rumors of her leaving, you remember we were talking about WrestleMania 20. You had Brock Lesnar versus Bill Goldberg, mm-hmm. right? And the heat for that was nuclear. And part of it was that both guys were theoretically leaving the company. Now, they really were. This whole story about Rousey maybe leaving the company and then leading up to it, you had Survivor Series. This is where one time, 
WWE listened to their fans. Those fans watched her get her ass kicked at Survivor Series by Charlotte, who's the biggest heel in the women's division, period. They showed her getting her ass kicked, and the fans cheered. She took kendo sticks and, like, legit shots. Like, she's covered in bruises and welts and whatever else. Like, she got fucked up on that show. And Charlotte Flair is a good worker and should never be a face because everybody knows that she's got nepotism on her side. And Becky's right through all of this. Becky's the anti-hero, and she's right. Becky's worked her ass off, earned this, whatever else. Charlotte didn't, but she did earn it, despite initially it being name value. Ronda's the one that didn't earn it, did it with name value, but turned into a good worker. Ronda wins this match. She does wow. not leave. Wow. She, she does not leave the company. She turns into Brock Lesnar for the women because Brock Lesnar is gone for the guys. You have the title there. You have the SmackDown women's title, tag team title over on the SmackDown team. That's why I think they build towards that. You shift some people over there. You get a roster shakeup. You separate her and Becky. You have her defending against whoever and keep doing whatever, and you keep building Becky up to something. I'm going out on a limb. I'm not. My preference, to be clear, is that Becky wins. Right. I think they should do it. I think they should pull the trigger. There's there's such a thing as pulling a tri- waiting to pull the trigger too long. But which I would argue they might have already done with her. Correct. But I think with Rhonda just hitting this point where she's embraced the heel and she's getting fucking heat for it, keep that. Whether it's even just a SummerSlam and then she has to take on Becky and it's one on one. Because I'm that guy who wanted the Becky. Ronda match to be one-on-one and think that Charlotte was unfairly put in there due to nepotism or whatever else. Let Becky, let Charlotte eat the fall. Let Ronda get bounced to a different side than Becky. Let Becky eat through another side. Let Becky take Asuka's title because she just lost to her at the Rumble. Let her win that title and let her go unification because the tag team titles are bouncing between both companies or both shows. Let's do it for the women's match. Let's do a unification right here at SummerSlam. Rousey, Becky, Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, no Charlotte to get in the way, no nothing else, right there, build to that, period. Rousey wins. That's it. Okay. I hope I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's the show. Uh, it We've gone a long time. Thank you guys for being patient. Here's the thank funny you, thing, Matt. Though, with your Thank you, Matt, yeah. for guesting. Yeah, thanks your, for having me, guys. First, I enjoyed it. Your first time being here, it's funny because now I'm starting to feel like it was a long time, but leading up to that with everything that we talked about, it never feels like a long time. I really genuinely do like sitting down mm-hmm. and talking about this stuff with you guys. It gives me an excuse to eat pizza. It gives me an excuse to drink beer. It, gets me, it gives me an excuse to be a nerd. Uh, thank you to Doug, um, Boyle Street Recording, always does an awesome job. Our pa- our podcast, despite whatever we say, whether it's entertaining or not, always sounds way better than most podcasts do. It does, yes, sir. Yes. Um, he does an amazing job. I really genuinely appreciate it. Um, and he dates my sister, which he told me again tonight, reinforced that. So I'm glad that you do. You're a good dude. And he uh, reinforced it in such a nice yeah, way, too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck a dick. Uh, Doug's a dick, but Doug does a really good job. So we can forget that Doug's a dick. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'm glad that we could do this again. We're going to figure out our next one. We have kind of an idea for that. Um, Matt, thank you again for being here. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, guys. Hansen, really he did a great it. job. Thanks, he guys. did, he did. Yes. And 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 I get to see you 
sometime outside of uh, a bar, <laughs> outside of a bar besides WrestleMania. Right. It's always fun. Thank you, Daryl. Always good. No, um, sure. Thanks, guys. I don't know what else to say. I'm going to drink another High Life. Good night. Diamonds Take care, guys. are forever. Yeah. So are the Pentonite Geeks. Woo!